Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard to 
is a few Dudes the rough, but they medulla, they sharp Man, they so soft Don't be thrown off, they be so lost Avoid them at all costs Like raccoons or skunks But back to the regular scheduled program The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11, emerge at the other end Of the meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Our future, 
to make sure that um, there's a lot more clarity. I just was running into some of the most, you know, like I, business. I was just missing so many calls. I can't even begin to tell you the detriment, you know what I'm saying, that fighting the upgrade has caused me. Uh-huh. So I'm in the Matrix, yeah, a week after they announced PRISM. Yeah. yeah. You bought right in? Yeah. Yeah, I bought, I walked right in because, you know, if you think. That NSA? <laughs> if you think they don't got. Shout out to the ledge on loudspeaker. Facilities anyway, it don't matter what you broadcast it on, so. You know, but we ain't scared, so. Better rip. Yes, sir. Going on with NY it was popping in the tone. Ah, uh, yo, I must have been away for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's going and, on? Um, yeah, what did you yeah. miss? Um, I'm back in the building. You know what I'm saying? And and I love I love my my birthplace, my home. You know what I'm saying? My resident, uh, the place where I, I, I resonated from. Okay, they paid I mean, you to say that. Nah, nah, it wasn't necessary, you know. I love my hometown. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be staying here. <laughs> you, you feel what I'm saying? But nonetheless, yeah. this weekend I was able to tap into the beauty of, you know, what is New York City. I got a chance to go to my meditation spot in Central Park and reminisce, you know what I'm saying, um, Got to go to Harlem. I was in the Bronx, all throughout Brooklyn. You feel me? Just feeling the vibes and and seeing the faces, familiar faces. I was seeing, you know, um, you know the the some of the family. I was seeing some of the busters. I see they still on deck. You know, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So, all that goodness. Uh, I seen you with. I, I seen you stunt with Erica Badu. Oh yeah, yeah. Going on. You know, you know, my you job got, was I gotta to talk to Brooklyn. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, everybody all of a sudden got to talk to me like, yeah, I got to talk to you. for six baby father. Like, please, calm down with that. Negroes are getting emotional. Like, yo, son, what, what you really think you're doing? I'm like, calm down. <laughs> like, we work for J Electronic. Like, hold on, homie, pump your, pump your nah, I, I just, I just know how that is, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, people get over-possessive and, and over-arching with their reach, you know what I'm saying, just because they got their walls is full of, of, of Baduism. They think that's their boo-boo. <laughs> but she might have hit them back on Instagram or, uh, you know, they think they got something solidified, you know. <laughs> I was I was, I was, was able to make a connection with the queen. Shout-out to the team that was with me, you know what I'm saying. I told them that's exactly what we was going to do. And we got it done. Shout out to Esther. Shout out to uh, Jock Conscious. Shout out to Baba New. Shout out to um, it was another sister there. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We was all in the building. She had a concert in Brooklyn at Bam. She shut down Bam. You know what I'm saying? She breezed through Brooklyn like Sandy, like Hurricane Sandy, on a Sunday. Okay. Yeah, she shut down mm-hmm. Bam. It was a, it was a rather busy Sunday. In, in 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 Brooklyn in New York period, you know, and what I what that's what I'm saying the appreciation of Brook of New York <clears throat> and its 
dedication to a multitude of cultures is what really, you know what I'm saying, had me sitting down and just looking at this place and appreciating it. And for anybody that's in New York, you know, if you're in New York and you're just occupying space here in New York, you're just renting or you're, 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 you're going to a job, hopefully that job has a level of a sense. Like, hopefully you're working to get from one point to the other. Hopefully there's upward mobility in that position where you can grind and taste of the best fruits that this place has to offer. You know, for those of my fellow entrepreneurs that are in New York and are taking full advantage of opportunity of the the, the vastness and, and just you got to travel to understand how special New York is. New York. Being able yeah, to be in the street with thousands of people passing you by, and if you have a product that you can peddle, you know, you're guaranteed at least, if not to solicit an X amount of business, at least to advertise your business to X amount of people. And this is a metropolis that is heavily populated at this point in the summer by people that are not from New York City. All of these beautiful queens that I'm seeing are not native to this particular apple. You know, they're all transplants. You know what I'm saying? These people are just coming into Brooklyn. This is a breath of fresh air. You feel me? Yeah. And, oh, it looks so very good. Yeah. Yes. I am in love all over again with my city. You know? And it's just, you know, I, I'm just, I, I, you know, I progressed into my Capricorn a few weeks ago, so everything with me is just about business, you know what I'm saying? And I've just had the opportunity to just walk into places or walk into people that are affording me opportunities that are, like, dumbfounding, you know what I'm saying, breathtaking. Oh, that's and, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm living that type of life in these type of days. I'm just following spirit, and irregardless of where spirit puts me, I know that I'm on the path. You know, I just so happen to be here at this present time, this present incarnation. I'm here for the family. I see monsters on the street. I can't feed everyone at once, but I'm getting as many people as I can. You know, I was down at Nicholas, Brooklyn earlier. Shout out to the team at Nicholas. Shout out to Kafunia. Shout out to Monique, of course. Um, shout out to the brother Tito and 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 Makita Judge. She just came back from Granada. She got beautiful stories about the island of oh, Spice wow. that she wants to share. Yeah, yeah. So that was your native oil, huh? She native to that? No, no, she's not native to there. They they just vacationed there. You know what I'm saying? They went and oh, took okay. a trip. Yeah, but they back in the building. You know what I'm saying? And, and she has a lot of information that she wants to share. She's eager to come back and do a part two with the family about the STD. She has more information that she wants to share pertaining to that as well. Um, oh, shout out to uh, uh, Empress, um, Brother King Simon. Jamila. Yeah, Empress Jamila. Jamila. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out to Empress Jamila. Of course, shout out to King Simon and our condolences to King Simon and his family at this time of loss. He experienced a loss in his family. Okay. Um, if I'm leaving anybody out, you know what I'm saying, please do forgive me, y'all. 
but the entire staff, the entire family down there at Monique's, you know, I just love being able to walk in there, yeah, and, and see, you know what I'm saying? That sister dominating that particular venue, you know, bringing commerce to the community of substance. Oh, yeah, you know, and I do of substance. Yeah. yeah, like, not not just, you know, she ain't freestyling. She has, you know what I'm saying, some of the top-notch novels and books and resource materials. She has hell of a nice jewelry, the lotions, the soaps, you know, it's just everything, the clothing. You shout out to uh, Veronica. He got his stuff up in there. You know what I'm saying? Doing the thing. They just had a poetry this week, and I missed it. But, but, and this is for my aspiring poets, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, this is for my aspiring MCs. Let me check myself. This is for my aspiring MCs, you know what I'm saying? Those people that got bars, they spit hot fire. If you have bars and you spit hot fire, this message is for you. You could get $75 in your front pocket. Okay, they got an open mic competition this Saturday at Nicholas, Brooklyn. 570 Fulton Avenue, 234 and the 5 train to bring your butt there. Okay, BQ and the R train to get you the decal. Bring your balls. Okay, $75. It's a freestyling contest. So they're calling out oh, MC singers and poets. Yeah. Okay, this is at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're talking Nicholas, Brooklyn. All right, y'all? This is going down on June 15th. That is Saturday. They're giving out $75 for you to tear that thing down. So go up in there and let them hear your fire. You got hot fire. Let the world know you got the hot fire. Well, on Sunday, right, day after the uh, freestyling event, we got our brother Coach Kair in the building, okay? Yes, Coach will be in the building. Yes, sir. He will be in the building at Nicholas Bookstore on Sunday, all right? Coach, you're going to be in town? Check in. How about your folks, man? You know you got to check in. Uh... I want to definitely give the brother a shout-out. This brother is one of the uh, one of the, one of the few uh, who basically um, answered our calling to participate in um, the, uh, the eventcentral.com. I'm sure that the other people that we reached out to are just, you know, they, they might be catching a late pass, a little late in the game. But, um, you know, the invite, everything out. went out. Yeah, they'll find out. But Coach yeah, Kaya so. stepped up to the plate, signed up. You know what I'm saying? I want to give a shout-out to that brother. Salute to that brother. His event oh, is taking place. Yeah, his event. He's a better, not a sweater. Exactly. His event will be taking place uh, on that Sunday. All right? And if you yes. want to go to the eventcentral.com and check it out, feel free to log on. The site is up. I'll drop it in the chat room. Um, I'm going to just briefly read the brother's upcoming event. Um, shout out to Minister Inky. My bad. Minister Inky and Coach Kaya. Those brothers put their money where their mouth is at, stepped up, you know what I'm saying, and became 
a part of okay. the event Central Family. Yeah. So Coach Kaya is coming to New York Sunday, June 16th, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, the healer, the teacher, the motivator, the minister, the student, the friend, the star guide. The topic of this lecture will be what's the science? This is the most important question today. All right, there's a $15 offering in advance, 20 at the door, Nicholas, Brooklyn, 570 Fulton Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11217. All right? So come yeah. see the coach. Um, I know the family is going to be in New York. New York popping this weekend. There's a lot of things going on. Phil Valentine and Queen of Fools event. Everybody talking about, yes, Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so um, yes, we sir. got that going on. Uh, Mitchell Gibson has something going on in New York, uh, and Coach Kaita has something going on. So the town is fully on lock, on conscious lockdown. Please take care of the family, family. Yeah. Right. I know Polite is going to be in Nicholas tomorrow as well, so y'all can fall through yeah. for that. I'm sure that's like 6.37 p.m. You know, he's going to be doing what he does. I ain't got to tell you. So come see the uh, the young phenom. Check him out. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing. All right, shout out to him and his family as well. I got to see them over the weekend. Um. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, shout out to the Bronx family, Sun Kofa Cafe. Shout out to Jock Conscious. Shout out to my brother, uh, brother Danny. Um, yeah, shout out to Danny. Yes, and his coworker. I forgot the brother's name. I also had the opportunity to meet the brother Khalil from uh, from Force MDs. You know what I'm saying? He wrote a book. He's going to be doing a dope. book signing there as well. Yeah, the book is dope. He wrote it with the dude Dutch that used to write with Terry Woods. And his writing style oh, is on awesome. point. Yeah. yeah. Similar remember the joint that I had wrote. Like, I'd be rhyming paragraphs and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting, interesting read. Um, I don't remember the name of the book, but he, you know, he said he wanted to come on the show and talk to the family. You know, he has that old nostalgic hip-hop memory intact, and he could bring some veterans with him, so we're going to put something together. Yeah, that's peace. Let's make that happen. Yes, sir. Yeah, and for the family, if you can, um, tweet the show. Uh, put it on your, your FB or your, your Instagram. Thing is, I got this new phone, and all of my contacts didn't get transferred over to my group text blast, that link didn't come with it. Now, you know, to these phone people and find out how do I sync up contacts. But in the meantime, I didn't get to send the blast out. So, you know, people might be caught up, uh, you know, sending that LeBron thing. So, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Put, put the post up if you can. Put the blast out, send the text out, you know, yell it out the window, tell your granny we on, like, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Yo, no. You know, let it go in the building. Of course, yeah. um, shout out to my brother Turtle Gang as well. You know what I'm saying? Turtle. In the building. You feel me? Shout out to Turtle. Yes, sir. Yeah, big things are going. Shout out to Dual Live. 
you know, my dude Turtle shot a video for them this weekend as well. Yes, sir. Shout out to Duo. Very mm-hmm. interesting story behind that. A little bit of tele, a little bit of, uh, now being that we was talking about the phones earlier and the technology of the mobile phones, um, mm-hmm. I was just reminded earlier this week how we used to um, use our original phones, which was our minds, you know, when you oh, were able that? to, yeah, remember those? When you're able to sit around and talk about a person in good terms, though, you know, cause oh, yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about sit around and talk about a person. Like, yeah, I haters, but we, we meant, you know, sitting around and, talking favorably about another person and then that person out of nowhere calls your phone and they they don't necessarily always call your phone. You know, they picked up on the signals, they picked up on the frequencies and whatnot. Their antennas were working that day. Uh, That happened uh, the other day. Yeah, me and the brother Fire Vibes was out here in Miami building and then um, the brother Free just called out a note. We were actually in the, you know, in the studio building about doing a project with free and then he just touched bases. So um shout out to him, shout out to Sid V, shout out to Audio P. I know that they did something at the um I should have yeah. told you about that. Yeah, they did something at I the um, reservation. The yeah. Restoration. Yeah, the restoration. Shout out to Audio P. Oh yeah. One last announcement before we get the show underway. Your boy the blue pillar. <laughs> Who that is? Cool your boy, the Blue Pillar, will be in Houston, Texas, June 22nd, family. All right? Yeah. That's the summer solstice. We're going to be turning it up. All right? We're going to be taking that up north gospel down bottom. We're going to be in the mud. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be in that mud where that oil is so rich. All right? Yes, sir. That that oil is powering some of the most powerful gangsters on this planet. They knocking over countries and shit with that oil money. So that mud is powerful. You know what I'm saying? That black tar. All right? No, the less media that presents what the hell are they putting in my hip-hop, the untold southern roots of hip-hop music, okay? And this will be going down in Houston, Texas, at the Kepra Bookstore, which is located at 4822 MLK Boulevard, so you know I'm going to be throwing my four foes, like, out of this world. You know what I'm saying? They're going to change that <laughs> avenue to MLK 44 Resonator when I'm finished with them. You know what I mean? And we got the after party popping, family. The after party is popping. Oh, yeah, do after party? We doing oh, the after hold party. Yeah. All right? After party is going down at Firehouse, which is 910 Hardy Street. Houston, Texas, all right, we're going to let that thing loose, you know, it's just not going to be all, you know, intellectual, top-heavy, you know what I'm saying, dissertations being disseminated, you know, we want you to kick back, relax yourself, and vibe to these these new tunes, these powerful tunes that are vibrating, especially through the South, like I said, Currency, Big Crit, um, De La, uh, uh, Underachievers, you know what I'm saying? So many of the new, fresh crop, the upper-comers, you know, our direct lineage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that J. Cole, that J. Cole, you know what I'm saying? J. Cole, he, he mixing it up. 
You heard that? You heard that Jesus yet? Oh yeah, that Jesus should be out by then. You know that I am God and all that. That feel me? She said. She said, oh, "West is my slave name. Jesus is Jesus is my God name." Hold oh, on, Randy. On the topic, yeah, I almost forgot, man. I want to give a super duper shout out to DJ Five Vibes. Okay. Yeah, DVD, you know what I'm saying? A beautiful yeah. Moroccan goddess. You okay. Know, beautiful Moroccan goddess. Yeah. Yes, okay. I do. She does, yeah. She uh she makes beats and she spits hot fire. Hot fire. You know, shout out to them. Yeah, they 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 allowed, you know what I'm saying, they made they may uh they made it possible last night for your boy, the red pillar, to uh you know, hop up on that stage and, and bring that God hop to Miami. You know what I'm saying? Bring that God hop to the MIA. You know the best way that I know how. You know what I mean? So we did a we did a there was a show last night. He has a showcase that he does at Jazzit, which is on the beach on Washington Avenue, and um, they allowed you know your boy to uh, basically be the headliner for the night. You know what I'm saying? So I got up there and I, I did what I had to do. You know, had to do what I had to do. I had to, you know, had to let it be known that the, the, the pills is in the building. The pills is on the is in the land of flowers. So you know, mm-hmm. footage will be coming very footage. soon. Yeah, yeah, I got some footage. You know what I mean? Footage will be coming soon. Shout out to everybody that was out there last night. Represented, came through, show love. You know what I mean? I had a, I definitely had a ball. And um, I can't wait to uh, we do this God Hop show down here. You know what I mean? Because that's what they really need. You know. I hope you gog. I hope you bring a goggle to the beach, man. Jesus Christ, I can't wait. <laughs> but the only thing, somebody got. We need somebody to floss over some Ross beats, man. It's, it's you know, they gotta they gotta learn that that cadence. They gotta learn how to go with that flow, cause that thing runs the town out here. You know, so, um, but shout out to everybody, man. It was a good night last night. You know what I mean? I, I definitely uh, look forward to the future. Yeah, man. All yeah, right. Man. And shout out to um, another move that I'm making tomorrow. I linked up with a sister on um, Facebook, Sister Neek, a sister by the name of Neek. And I will be at. Uh, Precision Barber Club. It's not a barber shop. Precision Barber Club, 9703 Northeast Second Avenue, Miami. The grand opening is tomorrow from six to nine. We're gonna be filming. Um, you know, it's gonna be all kind of cocktails and bites and you know drinks. You know, things of that nature. Father's Day prizes and um, a whole bunch of other stuff. The sister, this is uh Moorish. You know what I mean? I don't want to say black, but Moorish owned brother, you know what I mean? A brother and his whiz and a few other people are involved in it. It is an awesome barber club because it's it's actually a clothing store slash barber shop slash lounge spa with a pool table. I mean, it's just real sexy. It's real grown. It's real mature. You know what I mean? And we're going to be doing a fashion show coming up, I believe, next week in that spot. And a few other things. They want to do some classes. They want they want the knowledge. They want the information. So uh, you know, I just look forward to being there and representing. So shout out to them. No doubt. And that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. 
Yeah. That's yeah. about it. All right, family. Whew. That's we are here on this monumental night gathered around our radios and computers to witness another historic, monumental, breathtaking breakdown and episode of Hollywood Decoded featuring none other than our brother, your brother, Casey the Arc Degree. Okay? Tonight he will be delving into metaphysical meaning of after earth. All right, so let me read this description. Odalege Radio presents a monumental night of edutainment featuring the unprecedented genius of KT the Arc Degree. I don't expect people, this is the words from the Arc Degree. This is the voice of the Arc Degree. I don't expect people who are so intoxicated by society to recognize and appreciate the execution of a rites of passage. I would like to pose three questions. One, how often do we see films released with a black man and his sons? Crickets, crickets. How often do we see them in honorable and respectable positions? Crickets. Lastly, how often do we see the son become a strong black man? A very long time is the answer to all three of these questions. I am not sure about the average viewer but I noticed there are not many choices for quality, uplifting black films. The industry is saturated with cross-dressing, over-dramatized buffoonery. Here we have a film that addresses one of the most pertinent issues in our current day, and that is the relationship between the black man and his son. As a great people, we are way behind the eight ball, and this is due to the effeminization and pacification of the black man. A pacified black man is the result of fear, which is then passed down through the generations. In this film, fear is personified into a monster so that the viewer may comprehend the unspoken truth that fear is a choice. It only exists in your mind and manifests when energy is invested in it. When one realizes this, they become ghosts, invincible to all that fear embodies. In a system where fear and terror is packed and sold ten for a dollar, why would a film that exposes that fear as a creation of immature imagination be accepted by a host of critics who have no intention on the progress of our people? Mm-hmm. Anytime a form of black power emerges and makes itself to the screen, and the limited minds of genetic extinction congregate to boo the truth. But what else would you expect from the proverbial boogeyman? All right, family. And with no further ado, we can't get no bombs for that. Hold on. I was about to say. Jeez. Hey, what's good with you, bro? Hmm? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, turn that bomb up. It don't it don't sound, you know, resonating enough for my full G. Okay? Yeah. Are you doing a lot of stuff? Yeah, I ain't on IG Jackie, yet. Jackie Jackie Chan out this it's, it's gonna go down like two in the morning though. I'm gonna just upload, I'm gonna flood them, so I'm coming to IG. You know what I'm saying? Are you coming I, to IG finally? IG with you. Yeah, yeah. Coming to IG. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So with no further ado, call it from the 404-492. Peace. Peace. Pillars. Uh, Peace to the pillars. Pillars, what's up? Peace to the young guys. All is well, man. Let's go with you. Hey, man. That was y'all, awesome. y'all making some big moves, brother. No. Oh, nah. This, light this work. is minor work, bro. This is light work. Like, oh, the hoot, <laughs> this is so light. This is so light. It makes no sense. Because it's so light. Hey, man. Light body work, then, huh? Light yeah, body work. Body. We really. It's really about to turn up. You so, said kudos to West bro, though? Huh? Yeah. No, I was saying that the intro. That. You know, yeah, that was that was it right there. We need to put that on. That FB. was that was Red Pill inspired. I knew you would like it. That was uh, definitely inspired. That's your style right there. That's the red in me. Uh, you know, I got red in me. Right. I got blue in me. Shout I got out. red time. Okay. All right. I got to get my shout out the blue because I couldn't even have read it like that. Like I said, that man is the announcer. The announcer. Give thanks. Give thanks. You know what I'm saying? And you went in, brother. You went as, in, brother. Um, as this this beautiful, lovely lady that I had the the honor of keeping company with this week and told me, an elder, mind you, all right? Nobody, no start <laughs> inboxing my ways. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, she was like, she's like, just keep reading. The more that you read, the more fluent your speech would be. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I've just been heavily, heavily into these books, just digesting. And, you know, I, I read books in my head and announce a voice or real scholastic, like, what have you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to you need to write your book. If you're writing like that, if you're penning like that, homie, Oh, yeah, no, I'm writing right now. I'm writing right now, and I'm actually coming on tonight to make the announcement that um, I'm actually doing Hollywood Decoded the Book. And, what? Uh, yeah, all wow. people who've been loving these shows, they're going to be able to buy the book. Have all, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything that y'all have heard, from the director's cut with the images, the references, this is going to be a means of being able to give people um, a book that has metaphysical, historical, um, uh, nutritional, physiological, That's right. all that information in practical form uh, relate to film. So the films are going to help you understand. Yeah. Say that again? No, nah, I'm just saying, as we're on the forefront fighting this good fight, the fight that I'm going to go into the ground fighting, and that is to feed the planet, feed the world, feed these babies, you know what I'm saying, bring some real food back to the equation and, like, really neutralize all of the nonsense that's going on out here being perpetuated by, you know, people that are GMOs, genetically modified organisms. And even those in the conscious community that are now, you know, I can hear the parasites and the worms talking, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) They like talking, they yeah, they they're using these vessels. You know, our own people have been compromising clones, and they some of them even got platforms and they have big voices and big mouths and what have you. But it's actually a small worm that's driving a whole conversation. So knowing this, knowing that, and looking at these babies and knowing that some of them have never 
ever, ever had some real food, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, just dedicating ourselves to that mission, you got to get this information out any way that you can. You know, any way that you can segue or tie it in, that's what you got to do. If you got to use popular culture to do it, if you got to use Superman, whoever, whoever. You got to get it out. Got to get it out. Got to tie it in because at the end of the day, you know, that's what it all comes down to. And the more and more that I'm out here, you know, building with these people, the more that you see it. You're seeing where the insanity is coming from. Yeah. It's rare that I um that I ever, you know, pat myself on the back with any of these decodeds. Um I kinda just go in and, you know, wait for people to respond, but I have to honestly say that um, you know, this is gonna be one of them this is gonna be one of those that that's just set aside. Uh it seems like you know, like the, the slogan for Fast Fast Six was, you know, all roads lead to this. And um, I really feel that uh, that that's what this one is going to be, man. Because um, you know, it's just it was just different, man. It, it just stood aside, and the more that I go over it, and the more that I think about the movie, the more it gets revealed. And it's like, um, you know, Will learned a lot over these past like thirty years, man. He he learned a lot, man. Uh, twenty twenty five years, whatever. Um, and I could tell because this is really his first film. You know, even though M. Night um, is credited as the director, I don't really think M. Night directed it. I think because M. Night was bombing with uh, Last Airbender and all that, this was the best way to get his money uh, fronted by uh, by Columbia um, uh-huh. and then ask for a director that no one wanted to deal with. This was the best way to get this movie, you know, lit so it could move forward. I think it was tactical, you know, from every level. So I'm going to go ahead and go in on this thing. People. Please, All right. So, and make sure if, uh, if for some reason I start cutting out, just stop me. You could drive, you, could, you could just, just cut me off quick, get my attention. You ain't got that 4G? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I am on 4G, though, but I should, I should be good. I should be good. We fall, I'm on fall, that Metro 4G. That's right. That Met 4G. Yeah. So the reality of this movie, I, like I said in the intro, is the fact that this is a movie about a right to pass. This is a film uh, about a black man uh, putting his son through a right to pass to become a warrior. Um the the movie has been getting bombed, you know, from every critic that you could think of to uh, change the minds of the masses, uh, preventing them from going to uh, experience this movie. Um, and they have been successful um, you know, so far, you know, at least just up to this point. Um, but they won't be for long. Um, the movie was much about... Uh, your boy uh, Will sending his son Jaden, you know, um, out on this adventure on this planet because they crash landed to receive to retrieve a beacon. Um, but that was symbolic because he was actually doing that in Hollywood. Pretty much, he was. You know, when you think, you think of um, the generation, or a lot of them are having down. Um, oh, yeah. they, oh. 
you think of the actor oh, principle of a male, like when I just gave y'all props on. Hold on, your phone. Okay. I'm, I'm cutting. Can you? All right. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah. I can hear you okay, now. Good. Okay. Good. 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 That's good. Stop me again if it cuts. If uh-huh. you think of 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 the 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 generation um, before us, um, you know, a, a lot of the uh, the masculine energy is is pretty much sitting down. Um, when you think of masculine energy and the vitality of what we stand for, it's getting the job done by any means necessary, getting it done. You know, and based upon you know all types of uh, things going on, one one thing or another, there's a lot of work that has not been done. So then, when you look at the youth and you look at the next generation. You know, you got people scrambling around trying to make things happen because they don't have much of a foundation. So that that was a symbolism of Will um, having his legs broken in the film. He represented the father, and he's sitting down. He's not able to get up, and he had to send the next generation out to receive the beacon, to receive the beacon that could be sent out where? Out to the universe, back to Nova Prime in order for, the, you know, the signal to go out so that the, the correct people can pick that signal up and help and assist so that we can grow again so we can get back on our path. Um, that's why he sent his son out. So he did that in, in, in the essence of Hollywood. Like, listen, son, we don't got nothing up here in Hollywood. We ain't doing nothing. I'm sending you out here in this wilderness. I need you to re- retrieve this beacon. I'm gonna, you're going to go out here. You're going to get this beacon you're going to send this signal out so that it can go across the universe so we can take this thing to the next level. So he did that, but he did it symbolically in the movie. So that's why all the critics tried to chop it down from the beginning because they understand. They, when they go to the films, they know what to look for. And the only reason that they could chew this film up the way that they, that they did was because they understood the depth um, that, that Will Smith and the link he was going to to try and – uh, uh, subconsciously sway and shift <clears throat> this consciousness, um, you know, in Hollywood. Now, when he was sitting down, he he broke his leg, and when he looked through his leg, he saw that, uh, you know, he had broken a major artery. So he needed something called an arterial shunt. That's what the computer was telling him, shunt required. Now, why were they focusing so much on this? You know, he could have just bandaged the leg up. He could have did a bunch of stuff, but they made sure they focused on this. What is a shunt? All right, so let's look at some etymology. Early 13th century, perhaps from shun-in or to shun, adopted by railways from 1842, okay? Shunting in rail talk is when you switch tracks. When you switch tracks because there's a path that is obstructed and you're able to go around it, it also means to hide or to desist, all right? So he's telling everybody symbolically, look, we have to try another way. We have to go around another path because this path ain't working. This path is broken. So an arterial shunt is needed. Let's switch over. Let's switch paths so we can find a better and more productive, more effective way to get this message out, to get this thing across. In electronics, a shunt is a device which allows electric current to pass around another point in the circuit by creating a low-resistance path, a path of least resistance. The term is also widely used in photovoltaics, which is solar cells. And if anybody listened to my Series B 
melanin is the new uh, photovoltaic cell. They're, they're moving from silicon into melanin. Classic. The term is also widely used in fo- photovoltaics to describe an unwanted short circuit between the front and back surface contacts of a solar cell, usually caused by wafer damage. The origin of the term is in the verb to shunt, meaning to turn away or follow a different path. All right, so let's get cracking. That was just a little introduction. All right, so this is pretty much what Cypher Rage is talking about. Cypher Rage is Will Smith's character. Cypher, everybody knows what a cypher is. It means a circle. You know, it's completion. Katai, which is a sun, means hope or adoration. Um, Shin, uh, Shinshi, which is the daughter's name, is a warrior um, or, um, a, yeah, a young warrior. So these are the names of his children and his name, and then his wife's name is Fire. So you got Fire, you got Adoration, <laughs> you got Completion, and you got Warrior. This is by no mistake. And his last name is Rage. All right. Now, this is what he says in the beginning of the movie to get everybody an idea of what's going on. Our time on Earth for millennia was a consistent, slow, technological evolution, but an extraordinary event changed our course. We used the alien technology to make astronomical leaps, but our unnatural acceleration was too much, causing us to destroy natural resources, ravaging our planet for our own consumption. Mother Earth fought back. In 1971, which is six years prior to the movie Oblivion, <laughs> forced us to leave home. We found refuge on a new planet. We never thought we'd be back. All right. So where did everybody on Earth go? They ended up finding a planet called Nova Prime. Okay, what does Nova mean? Nova deals with stars, supernova, right? What is Prime? Prime is the first, okay? So they're talking Mm -hmm. about the first star. What's the first star? We're talking about Sirius B. How do I know that? Because when you get to Nova Prime, Nova Prime has the straight red rock, clay rock, and the people are living on cliffs. And if you look at the movie, the buildings that they have have the long rods sticking out of them. They are living on on cliffs that are um, uh, like terraformed, and that is almost identical to the Dogon. I mean, the Dogon is more of a tribal look, you know, with it because, you know, they, they ain't putting the money into creating the particular structures. But if you put the Do- a Dogon city right next to Nova Prime, you could definitely see where the influence of the city come from. So then um, in Nova Prime, the, the, the reason why a war ended up starting was because there was a particular uh, species, an intelligent being, a uh, race of intelligent beings that arrived that um, started firing on the humans on the planet because they was like, yo, this is holy ground. Like, what are y'all doing here? Straight settling and putting all your stuff here. Y'all ain't supposed to be on this holy ground. So they started battling, 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 battling. And um, the, the, the intelligent life forms that they were fighting had to roll out um, a few times because they won and they had to go back to the drawing board, but they finally ended up figuring something out. They created um, an entity in order to dispose of the humans. Now, the name of the intelligent beings of this race is called the Skrell. And I found that real interesting um, because, you know, to go back to the Dogon, because all their ships look like giant fish. They had fins. They had dorsal fins. They had, uh, they had little uh, lights at the top that looked like eyes. They had the fins on the back. So 
anybody who, you know, is following me, they know that the Dogon, you know, they're, the deities that they um, that they praise and they honor are called the Nomos. And they, yeah. these particular ships that they are using to fly around in are, are look just like fish. Then the, the, the ship that Cypher Rays that Will Smith is flying in looks like Stingray. So you got all this fish uh, energy. Then they talk about whales and dolphins through the whole movie. So you got all this Dogon energy. You know, it's just getting reminded over and over again that they're referring to this energy as serious being the Dogon. But let's push forward. Now, thinking about the Skrull, I was like, who's the Skrull? Why did they? Why did he choose that name? Because you know, Will wrote this. Well, in the research, comes find out that the Skrull comes from Krell. And uh, anybody who's a movie buff. Um, would know of a movie called Forbidden Planet, which is one of the greatest uh, the greatest uh, sci-fi films ever made because of it being the first to do a lot of things. One of the first things it did was it was the first movie where humans created their own ship to go out of space. Um, it was also the first movie where the film was shot on on an alien planet. You know what I'm saying? Um, amongst amongst other things, but on in this movie there was a a uh, an intelligent uh, race of beings called the Krell, and I'm going to go into detail in that. Uh, ethically as well as technologically, they were a million years ahead of humankind. For in unlocking the mysteries of nature, they had conquered even their baser selves. And when in the course of eons they had abolished sickness and insanity and crime and all injustice, they turned, still with high benevolence, outward towards space. Long before the dawn of man's history, they had walked our earth and brought back many biological specimens, the heights they had reached. But then, seemingly on the, seemingly on the threshold of some supreme accomplishment, which was to have crowned their entire history, this all but divine race perished in a single night. Sounds like the Olmecs to me. In the 2000 centuries since that unexplained catastrophe, even their cloud-piercing towers of glass and porcelain and adamantine steel have crumbled back into the soil of Altair IV, which is the name of the planet. And nothing, absolutely nothing, remains above ground. So they just went into the description of oblivion again uh, with the with the buildings that they were dealing with. Plus they talking about adamantium, which I thought Marvel came up with, but this was before Marvel. And then the name of the planet was Altair, but it was Altair 4. And the 44s is going to be all up in here. You know we got to touch on that. So the movie was pretty much about um, a crew on Earth who got a distress signal um, from a, a uh, you know, a bunch of people that left and went to look at this planet some time ago, and, you know, there was a problem. They, uh, the doctor, Dr. Morbius, <laughs> like Morpheus, but Dr. Morbius told him, don't come. Like, it's, it's a waste of time for y'all coming to try and help or save anything. Just We're just letting y'all know it's a wrap. But they decided to go anyway. So they go out there, and they end up meeting up with Dr. Morbius, and Dr. Morbius is filling them in, all right? So Morbius shows the starship captain the principal remains of the Krell civilization, a self-preparing and still-functioning gigantic machine which reposes blinking and humming beneath an empty desert of Altair IV. It is a cube measuring 20 miles on the side, um, powered by 9,200 working thermonuclear reactors. Its function is a mystery, but later it was finally revealed. The huge device was built by the Krell as a replacement for all technological instrumentalities. 
It is a technical Aladdin's lamp, an ultimate machine waiting for a command. The starship captain finally figures this out with the, with the clues from the brain-boosted ship's doctor and, of course, Dr. Mo- Morbius. So this is the cube. So to go back to the Avengers and to go back to Transformers, we're talking about the cosmic cube again, except this joint is 20 miles long, 9,200 nuclear reactors in there. And what it does is um, it ends up, whatever you could think, it ends up creating. Okay, so Morbius says this, a big machine, 8,000 cubic miles of klystron relays, enough power for a whole population of creative geniuses operated by remote control, operated by the electromagnetic impulses of individual curl brains. In return, the machine would instantaneously project solid matter to any point on the planet in any shape or color they might imagine for any purpose creation by pure thought. So this machine took whatever thought that came in your mind and turned that thing into a solidified, tangible reality instantaneously, microwavable manifestation, all right? But like you, the crow forgot one deadly danger, their own subconscious hate and lust for destruction. And so those mindless beasts of the subconscious had access to a machine that can never be shut down, the secret devil of every soul on the planet all set free at once to loot and maim. So what's being said here is these folks, these crow, created this machine that could, you know, manifest any thought. But what ended up happening is some people didn't have some pure thoughts. Some people had some low vibrational thoughts. And with low vibrational thoughts and with parasites and with with infestation and cancers, you're going to end up creating monsters. You're going to end up creating beasts. You're going to create the personification of what you fear. The creature is an extension of his mind, his own mind, his evil self. He is fatally injured trying to stop the monster, which then immediately disappears. Uh, Morbius directs Adam to activate a floor switch and warns him that they must get 100 million miles away from the planet in 24 hours. So they find out that, you know, there's a monster in the movie and the monster got created by the, the Dr. Morbius because he's been there long enough and the joint is invisible. You can't even see it. However, based upon your fear, it's able to find you. And I found that very interesting because the beast in the movie followed the same type of uh, pattern where the only uh, way that this monster can find you or kill you or hurt you is if you were scared because then you produce these pheromones that this, 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 this beast can smell or feel and then he's able to pursue you and kill you and there's nothing that could stop him. And that's why Will ended up getting into that that talk about overcoming the fear, all right? Now, to go a little further into the Krell, did you know that there's a Krell Institute, all right? Since its inception in 1997, the Krell Institute Corporation has provided technical resources, knowledge, and experience in managing technology-based education and information programs, including two of the most successful, successful fellowships offered by a U.S. science agency. Krell is named after the advanced civilization that once inhabited the planet Altair IV in the classic 1956 science fiction movie, Forbidden Planet. So, there's an institute that exists as I'm speaking that is called the Krell Institute that they name themselves after this movie where they are the leaders in, 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 the, in the U.S. and across the globe in science, technology, education. And to be more specifically, it's called STEM fields. 
which is an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And to give you an example, there's a doctor named Dr. Versip um, who does, uh, who's doing postdoctoral research at MIT. She researches pharmaceutical and biological problems with tools from chemical engineering, computational science, and mathematics. She also actively engages in science, technology, and engineering, mathematics outreach community to increase public awareness of the social benefits of STEM field and STEM field education. So these people deal with, um, they get into the schools and they start from kindergarten all through college in order to insert uh, this STEM uh, phenomenon into the youth and raise them up from young into old. I've never even heard of this before, but Believe me, the ones that are picked and are chosen, you know, are placed with inside this, this movement. And it's just so ironic that the name of the, the institution is called the Krell Institute, all right? Now, the name of the beast that is made from the Krell is called the Ursa. And right away when I heard that, I said, hold up. I know what Ursa is. Ursa's Ursa Minor and Ursa Major. That's the Big Dipper. What the heck are they talking about? I said, all right, let me, let me pay attention to what's going on here. Ursa Mine and Ursa Major, commonly known as the Big and Little Dipper or the Big and Little Bear, originated as Kapesh, the ox leg. When you go back to Kemet, they called it Kapesh. The seven stars that make up the asterism or celestial sigil of the four sons of Heru. The top two points are the lungs and, and the stomach and the bottom are the liver and the intestines. If you make a line in order of execution from the lung to the stomach to the intestines and back up to the liver, it will make a sickle, a sickle-shaped sigil or an ox leg. The ursa is what he must bear as a summation of the experiences now. Let's move forward. All right. If you go back to the one of the first dynasties that appear in Kemet, you're going to find Narmer. A lot of people heard about Narmer. Um, if you look at a lot of the, the, the conscious DVDs, um, and there's something called the Narmer palette. And on the Narmer palette, it, you know, it's, it's a big palette that has, you know, all these, uh, it's like a stele where it has all these scenes on it. Um, one of these scenes has these two bull horns at the top. It got Narmer. It got four cats holding these sticks with something sticking on top, and you got all these bodies with no heads on it. And it's real interesting because this stele or this palette is a cosmological ideogram that's describing um, something happening in the stars. Um, the the horns on top of the, the bulls are represent Wapet, W-P-T, okay? And it means heaven, so you got heaven at the top. When you look at the four individuals holding sticks on the bottom, each one of the sticks has a different organ on it. One of it got a stomach, another one got a liver um, with a dog on it, the other one's got, like, intestines on it. And I was looking at it, and I was like, yo, that's interesting. That got to be the four sons of Heru. Because the four sons of Heru, when you look at the, canop the canoptic jars that have the different the four heads on them, they got different organs that they put in them. So when they would mummify the bodies... They would take the organs out and put it in these canoptic jars, and each one of these jars would hold a different organ. Well, these four cats was holding the same organs up on a stick in front of Narmer, all right? Narmer actually means uniting heaven and earth, which Ursa Minor is very important because it unites heaven and earth because it's connected to Polaris, which is a star that's fixated, so everything 
circumnavigates around it. All the stars go around it, but it stays still. So it's always been a means of us being able to tell what's going on in the stars. It's the North Star, right? Yeah, yeah, the North Star, exactly, Polaris. All right, also what's on this palette um, is Ursa Major. They have the sickle on there. They call it Mizmar, okay, which means Polestar or Mazaroth or Mizar, but it's, it's, it's Ursa Major or Kapesh, and it's on the Steli. And y'all can look that up. Just look up the Narma palette. You're going to see the two bullhorns at the top. You're going to see Narma standing there, which is really Orion, and then you're going to see the four sons of Hey. Don't worry, as always. We're going to bring it all together, all right? Um, so, like I said before, the Norma palette, front side top, represents the center of heaven. Men equals menes, which is change of time. The bull with pet represents heaven. Narmer or Mizmar is the sovereign of the pole, literally king of heaven and earth, uh, which are now united as Nar would be the Milky Way and Mer as earth. The four standard bearers show the four cardinal points of the sky, which are the four sons of Heru. Ursa Major was regarded as the ancient heavenly cup or enclosure for the deceased. All right? Let's keep pushing forward. All right. In ancient times, the little dipper formed the wings of the constellation Draco the dragon. Now, if we go back a couple more years when we got hit in Chile with that earthquake, Polaris, right, the North Star got shifted, did it not? Yes. It got, where did it get shifted to? Um, it got shifted to Draco. It got shifted to Draco. And before that happened, when they drew the, when they, you know how they draw the constellations out and they show the, um, the, the pictures, you know, you see the snake and you see the bull and all that. Every time they drew it, they always drew it as if Draco was trying to consume um, Polaris are trying to consume the Little Dipper. And it's funny that when that earthquake hit and, and time speed sped up and in that year, it was as if Draco consumed the Little Dipper, and now it became the pole star in a sense, all right? Okay, okay so like I said, in ancient times, the Little Dipper formed the wings of the constellation Draco the Dragon, but when the seafaring Phoenicians met with the Greek astronomer Thales around 600 B.C., they showed him how to use the little dipper stars to navigate. And you know who the Phoenicians are. Thereby, Thales clipped Draco's wings to create a new constellation that gave Greek sailors a new way to steal by the stars. So we woke him up and told him about Kapesh. All right? Um, there's also another huge steli in Kemet. And a steli is a, um, a, steli is a uh, uh, you know, when you look at the walls in Kemet and you see a big picture, and this picture just has a thousand meanings up in there, angles and everything, and you have to decode it and decipher it. But there's a huge steli also in Kemet of um, a hippopotamus who is Tauret who has this chain. This chain is linked to an ox's leg. On the other side of the ox's leg is Heru with a spear aiming right at the ox's third eye, all right? And then there's seven stars around it. Tauret or the hippopotamus represents Polaris, represents that star, all right? Um, the bull represents Kapesh, the bull leg, the little dipper, and then Heru um, represents overcoming Set because Set supposedly resides with inside of this little dipper. All right? Now, the let's go back to the, the, the aircraft, okay? After I, I drop all these points, we're going to run through the synopsis of the film, and I'm going to bring it all home. Now, the... All right. 
craft the craft that that um the craft that Will and Jaden are flying in looks just like a stingray. All right. If you look at it, y'all can pull the picture up, you know, and I and I'll post it, you know, how I do it on Hollywood Decoded on Facebook. I'm gonna post it up. It's a unification of of um, a upper uh, as is above, so below picture of the Sema hieroglyph of Kemet. The Sema hieroglyph looks like a, um, like a nail that's going to like a, the ground almost. It's kind of shaped like a shovel. And really, what it is is the trachea, and it's the trachea leading into the two lungs. So it represents two lungs of breath united in, in, in one, you know, one trachea. You breathe in one windpipe and it, you know, it goes to two lungs. But it takes those two lungs in order to process that one breath. So in Kemet, the Sima or the Simitawi was a glyph that represented the unification of Upper and Lower Egypt. So you would always see Set in Heru or Set in Tahuti or Happy um, on both sides of this particular um, symbol pulling these strings like they're tying talking about they're tying a knot, tying the, the north to the south, right? Isn't that the Simatawi? Yeah, that's what I said, the Simatawi. Okay. The Simatawi, yes, exactly. And their aircraft that they were in was a stingray, but the stingray was shaped like a large Simatawi in the front and a small Simatawi in the back. That's why right. um, um, it was a unification because Will and his son didn't have a connection, okay? It took the wife to come to him in a humble fashion and let him know, listen, you need to stop being a commander and be his father. So that's why he decided to bring him along on his next mission. When they Mm -hmm. ended up crashing, the tail came off. The son was sent to retrieve the tail. He was sent to retrieve the the smaller version of the the semi-tally while the father stayed in the larger version because they were to tie and unite. They were to bring together and make a union of the upper and the lower. All right. Mm-hmm. The semi-hieroglyph represents the two lungs attached to the trachea, an anatomical unit which provided a natural symbol for the concept of the unification of equal parts and particularly the unification of two kingdoms of Upper and Lower Egypt. All right? Now, after this movie got all this ridicule, your boy Will Smith came back on the TV, came on Jimmy Kimmel one night, and yes. they, you know, they was asking him questions about the joint. And, you know, he was mad humble about it, and he said three is the new one. Now, everybody was laughing, but that's real interesting because to tie in with everything else in this movie, that was another symbol he was throwing out there. What does that mean, three is the new one? What does the three represent? All right. Anybody ever heard of the hypotenuse triangle? You said the hypotenuse? The hypotenuse triangle, yes. Yes. Okay. Now. The upright, okay, a hypotenuse triangle, you think of a hypotenuse triangle as a right triangle. You think of a right angle, and then you draw a line going from the top to the bottom, right? Okay, right. the upright, therefore, may be likened to the male. That's the, that's the, the, um, the vertical line, okay? The vertical line of the, of, the, of the hypotenuse triangle represents the male energy. That represents the three. The base to the female, all right, which, is, uh, which would be Isis, represents the four, and then the diagonal line that connects the two represents Heru, which is the five. Y'all go back in uh, Phil Valentine's lectures. He talked about this before, all right? Um, I said Isis is the recipient. Heru is the perfect result. Osiris is the origin, 
three is the perfect odd number. Four is a square whose side is an even number two, but five is in some ways to his father and in some ways like to his mother being made up of three and two. And panta is a derived derived of penta, which is five, and they speak of counting as numbering by five. Five makes the square of itself. So three is the first perfect odd number. That's why he was saying three is the new one. I'll go into this a little bit more. An important component... We just we just getting started. We just getting started, people. We just getting started. An important component. Oh, you, know, of the soul you know that it's Masonic as well, right? Oh, it's man. Of course, it's Masonic. Yeah, three, the three I'm about to get one. into that right now. Okay. I'm about to get into it right now. An important component of the so-called Pythagorean triangle is its vector sum known as the hypotenuse. This component of the right-angled triangle is the shortest path relative to the adjacent side and the opposite sides. In electronics, the hypotenuse is symbolic of electrical conductance, which is seen as the big G. You can travel along the adjacent side of the triangle and then up its opposite side to reach a point in space, matter, and time. However, one can arrive at the same location quicker and more efficiently by simply knowing the angular measurement or phase of the objective um, and the chart, all right? As a result, a vector sum relative to other vectors is by far the best course. Now, when I'm talking about vectors, I'm talking about the different lines of the triangle, one being vertical, one being diagonal, one being horizontal, coming from a point. That's what a vector is, all right? Right. Um, now, where was I? Okay, furthermore, from a geometrical stance, the vector sum produces the same desired effect relative to its individual component vectors. What this means geometrically is that unity, i.e. the vector sum semi-tally, is the most efficient and effective means for accomplishing the same goal relative to doing it by means of disunity, which is vector components. It has been proclaimed that we can succeed as a part of the all vector sum, but fail as individual vector components. So the semi-tally, the, the, the stingray-looking vehicle, the, the three is the new one symbol that he threw out there. He's trying to let you know, look, they dogging me. They dogging your, your legacy. They dogging everything that we on. The only way, the different path that we have to utilize right now, the shunt the shunt um, 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 play that we need to do right now is that of unity, is that of the hypotenuse, is not of a, a, a soul by, by himself, okay, as the three. It's not as a set by, her, by herself as the four. It's about the hey rule of the five, which unifies all of the different vector components into one holistic thing, all right? So that's what he's talking about, okay? So, um you know, just to talk about that, you know, with the semi tower real quick. All right, let's uh let's move on to the next one. Y'all gotta give me a second real quick. Oh yeah, and um, you know, the the ancient narrative of a saw set and set or Satuk teaches us about the mystery of vectors and their associated components. All right, um mathematically and geometrically Okay, we learned that set cut a saw into 14 pieces. This is symbolic of vector components, whereas a set found and reattached these pieces of a saw's body, um, except the phallus. Okay, this is the application of the vector sum. 
okay? This is interesting because one learns that it takes a woman to unite the segments of the nation so that it may continue to survive. And it happened in the movie because it took his wife, Fire, in order to humbly come to him and tell him, listen, you need to be a father to your son. That's what you need to be right now, not a commanding officer, which caused him to go on the trip, which caused him to go through this rites of passage so they can become united. And in that passageway that they went on, they ended up um, linking up, you know what I'm saying, uh, with um, the spirit of the dead, the dead daughter of, of Will Smith, who was um, Shinshi, um, who also played um, a, a unification factor, you know, in all of them coming together. And uh, I want everybody to give me one second. I'm having some uh, some technical difficulties right here. Uh, Say that again. So take your time. Oh yeah, no problem. I'm trying to uh, work commercial this out. break. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, y'all take a breath. This is this is the intermission right here. I'll let y'all breathe, and then we're gonna come back and deal just with the. Um, just with the, uh, the the synopsis rolling through the film, I'm going to show you how all this ties in. Hold on. Red, where you at? Right here. What's happening? Yeah. With your permission, can I do this? I got to do this for my dude, Amin Ra, man. I, oh, I yeah. Move. Congrats to Amin Ra, Congratulations. Son. You know what I'm saying? Can I rinse his verse real quick while you take your time? Go ahead. Of course. Yeah, family, as we're here talking about, you know, the superheroes and, and family and fatherhood and what have you, I want to dedicate uh, this, this intermission and this moment in time to my big brother, uh, Amun Ra, you know. And big brother, brother Dice for the, for being the officiator. Yeah, I seen my brother Dice was officiating, you know what I'm saying, the ceremony. He was operating in his, um, in his, in his priestly persona, you know. So... The brother got married uh, this past weekend to his beautiful queen, you know, the mother of his, of his child. He, he he officiated the union, you know what I'm saying? So, in essence, he personifies what it is that we're here talking about tonight. He physically is the manifestation of that particular thing. So, I want to just, you know, play his verse, you know, tie him in directly to this program, put him in the universe so y'all know what it says. The legends of the guardians, the super hey rules. You heard? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh huh. Uh huh. My royal. As the saying goes, when monkey don't stop no show, thus no third dimensional being can stop my flow. I'm multi-dimensional. My style is quantum physical. My lyrical ritual manifests its rhymes. I chant Om at times, become one with the mind. Let it be known, my tone is the new paradigm. To channel my power, put my CD on your shrine. To repeat my name at least nine times. I avoid bullshit like Moses avoid swine. I'm the eighth phase and king of diamonds combined. This for your astrology oracles that know the true time. Supreme divine, changing water to bind. I'm on other shit like the return of the mothership. Nibiru, immortals, I'll never fear you. I can't even hear you. Your frequency is too low. You can feel me if I was near you. Your vibrating too slow. I study you whack fat cats like I study plots in the movie. Uh, you act the rappers, that don't move me. Got my people fucked up, worshiping clouds like Gucci. Rick Ross and Cheesy, shit is so sleazy, it's cheesy. Hold up, does my ears deceive me? I heard somebody say the best rapper was Wheezy. 
goes on tours. The Syrian steering Atlantic can might more. A royal immortal, one of the magi of the serpent order. Once of the sorts, it's she flowing water. My presence felt like that symbol of the woo. An ancient superhero, the black Doctor Who. Looking down on you from on top of a pyramid view. So pay respect when the gods walk through. What you want to do? I travel with the Nepetu. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a Who's next? It's all about race. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a moratorium about, yeah, you, you gotta let that verse play out. You can't cut my verse like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the draft of a lawyer is that one right there. You got a 10 minute verse. You already got the first five minutes. Yo, Matter of fact, I opened, up, I opened up with that yesterday. A word? Yeah, over done. Knuckle dragons. I needed to sit. I need to feed the knuckle dragons some red pillars. I had to get that right there. It's all about yeah, race. Yeah, oh, man. Race. Black cards. Yo, was that yeah, the first mixtape or the second one? That was the first one, right? That was the very first one. All right, so uh, you can go to the uh, twin twin pillars and that's the KTL mixtape, the very first one. That classic. You understand? That classic. And that brother, Dice, brother Dice, you know, who who did the, uh, you know, who officiated the ceremony. Big Brother Dice is on there. Casey the Arc Degree is on there. Red and Blue Pill, shout out to the Ghetto Shaman. You know what I'm saying? Of course, shout out to our brother Amun Ra. He's on there as well. You know what I mean? That's a big tune that we filmed that video big. on the top of Stone Mountain. With nine floating over our heads. So who got and the that right? Was, right the funny thing is that that was right after uh, right. The, uh Dice officiated mine. Right after your wedding, I was about to say that. Not only that, that was right after that was right after we did the Draco ritual when we went to Ohio to the Serpent Mound. Dealing That's with it. The, oh, and here we are talking about them right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm back in business, people. Okay. Okay. We ready. We ready to go to go back in. Go back in. So when we left, I was talking about that hypotenuse and the semi-tawi unification of Egypt. You know the the vector um, the vector sum. You know versus the vector components, meaning the sum of the holistic, the united versus the individual parts. Y'all still there? Of course. Hello. Okay. Yes, cool. Indeed. Now, if you go to Ramses the Ninth to his tomb, you will see a stele of him um, as well as Osiris, where Osiris is standing up with his arms extended all the way upwards, like, you know, he in the paint and he blocking a shot. And he's leaned back at an angle, right? And then there's a snake behind him. And there's a snake going from the wall to his feet. When you draw the line of Osiris and this snake, you end up creating the hypotenuse. And this is just not KT the arc degree digging. This is like factual science, you know, that, you know, is talked upon them. Yep. He was going in and out real quick. Okay, I was going in and out. Uh, yeah. you, did you hear what I said about about Osiris and the hypotenuse, though? Yeah, yeah, just the last line you was going in. You might want to okay, just that the though. last line. 
Yeah, I was just saying that that's not just me making that up. Like, this is a study that's that's being made currently. It's, you know, amongst the Masons. You can look it up, Ramses the Ninth Tomb, and you can see this particular steli, a picture of it, in which, you know, the Pythagorean the problem, 47, if you go back to National Treasure 2, the president was like, yo, can you help me with page 47? I got a problem with page 47. That's That's a hint towards... Um, um, Euclid's problem, which is problem forty-seven. I mean, Pythagorean's yeah, problem. Yeah. Shout out to my young boys, Capital Steez and and you know what I'm saying. In pro era, you know, these youth out of Flatbush that are currently fueling this whole resurgence of conscious hip hop or or underground dark conscious hip hop. Yeah, we you go. Know, yeah, the whole movement centered around the way that I got the law forty-four. He got the almost like the law forty seven. You feel me? There it is, there it is. And 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 that's what this is, the hypotenuse triangle. You know what I mean? And the problem is the fact that we're focusing on individuality and not the community effort. Alright? So, alright, let's get into the story. Instantly, lines of data crawled around the Navy band, creating what looked like a holographic bracelet. Katai had never seen a Navy band do something before. At the same time, the monitor the ciphers right filled with a cascade of numbers and graphs, all of which matched those on Katai's Navy band. It, oh. took Katai a mo- it took Katai a moment to realize what his father was doing, syncing the band with the cockpit's computers. But why? Katai felt panic creeping back into his bones. Cadet, Cypher said, center yourself. Katai did so. Slowly, he became calm again. Cypher seemed satisfied, sitting back. He looked into Katai's eyes, and Katai looked back. The weight of the predicament hung between them, a shared burden. Then Cypher began to speak. The emergency beacon you bought me will fire a distress signal deep into space. Katai nodded, but it seemed to him that his father was speaking to himself as much as to his son, trying to cut through the haze of his pain by thinking out loud. But it's damaged, Cypher said. There's another one in the tail section of our ship. Katai's heart fell. The tail section was gone, and more than likely the beacon was gone too. But Cypher didn't seem daunted by what he had learned. If anything, he seemed intrigued. As Katai watched his father manipulated the controls and altered the holographic landscape in the grainy computerized image, Katai could make out mountain ranges, rivers, valleys, forests, deserts, small storm patterns, animals, birds, and so on. Cypher pointed to the screen. This is us here. I can't get an accurate reading, but the tail is somewhere in this area, approximately 100 kilometers from here. He glanced at his son. We need that beacon. Katai considered what his father was saying, 100 kilometers. Katai, Cypher said in measured tones, my legs are broken, one very badly. You are going to retrieve that beacon or we are going to die. Do you understand? Katai nodded his head, yes. He felt tears welling in his eyes and wiped them away and awaited his orders. So this is the premise of the film. You hear what I'm saying? And it's much bigger than just this story. He's talking about the people, okay? We have to retrieve that beacon or we're going to die. People are not going to be able to take it up to the next level of success if we don't try this another way. We have to stop beating a dead horse. We have to get that beacon, that signal. We've got to put that thing out there so that the energies can come, the necessary 
components that we need internally can come forth so we can do the proper work. Now, the minute that Katai sat outside, okay, his father was, was communicating to him directly almost in his mind. Will Smith played his pineal gland. If you check in the Bible and you deal with the metaphysics of the Bible and they talk about, the, you know, the right hand of the father and the lamb and the lamp and all that, he was sitting in this, this, this uh, cavern-like area of the ship, you know, where no matter what he wanted to see, he could project in front of him, he was representing his pineal gland. He was representing his consciousness. And the first thing he told him to do, root yourself in the present moment because that's all that matters. We got to stop thinking so much of the past and stop thinking so much about the future and and dedicate ourselves, commit ourselves to the now moment, okay, because the now is called the present. It's called the present because it's a gift. It's something that's perpetually in the now that we can constantly over and over again do it the correct way, all right? So he told them, root yourself in the present moment, sight, sound, what do you feel? And the first thing he noticed was that his body was heavier, because he's representing his spirit, his mind. So the flesh is heavier. Okay, if your flesh is heavier, then you have to do right by it so that you can uh, maneuver correctly with inside this realm. One of the things that he gave Katai um, to protect himself amongst the wilderness on this planet Earth was called a cutlass. Okay, a cutlass is a, um, an old name for a curved sword that was given to the Navy. You deal with navigation in the Navy, you're talking with the Moors, you know, and, and we, you, all, you know that we had the curved sword back there. That was the cutlass, all right? Now, this cutlass was, was very distinct. The cutlass is a ranger's primary weapon against our alien enemies. Everybody else got guns, but for some reason they got the cutlass. Well, this is a rite of passage, and the same way you see other African films other African stories where you got the young man who has to go into the jungle and kill a lion, he goes in there with a spear. So they had to bring the spear back. you got to give kudos to this cat because we're a thousand years in the future. There's all types of phasar weapons and stuff going on around him, but this cat is still talking about the spear. He did that for a reason. The main part of the spear that you hold looks like bone, and then when you press the button, a blade comes out. The cutler is a ranger's greatest weapon, an extension of the strength that comes from within. The lightweight handheld weapon is both versatile and elegant, using hundreds of metal fibers to form numerous weapon configurations from both ends of the handle. Used in attack, self-defense, and survival conditions, the cutlass blends seamlessly into a ranger's biosuit and can be activated with quick finger inputs on the handle. The C-40 combat model, um, model has a total of 22 configurations, including the short blade spear, long blade, sickle dagger, and more. They say the C-40, that's the name of the model, if you think, if you hear anything that says C40, C60, C20, they're talking about fullerenes. Fullerenes are uh, named after Buckminster Fuller, who created the geodesic dome, which you know as is Epcot Center, or when you see all these dome homes. But now in nanotechnology, they're manipulating carbon atoms to create these balls. And they, they, they named them C for carbon, and then the number of carbon atoms that they used to create these particular uh, uh, sphere, spherical uh, um, nanomachines. But he named it C40 because when you hit the finger input on the cutlass, it's a black blade that comes out. What he's saying is that is melanin. Okay, he's using melanin as a weapon. Melanin is his main weapon, and it comes out. Oh. 
wait, there's more. Now, why does it have 22 configurations? I don't know. Maybe because there's 22 amino acids, and the 22 amino acids can create an infinite amount of configurations inside your physiology to produce whatever type of flesh based upon microfibers in your body. Also, there's 22 constellations that rotate over your head that influence the 22 Hebrew letters, which are tones and manifestations of sound. So there's a reason why he chose 22 and why he says configurations, because he's trying to let you know something else is going on here. All right. Conceptions of heaven. To the ancient Kemites, the concept of heaven, also called duat, tuat, or twat, <laughs> changed throughout its history. They saw the earth as a reflection of what was in the heavens. The celestial Nile existed above the flowing Nile below. It was a zone of twilight or nocturnal sky, new newt or newt. At first, heaven rested on two mountains, one of sunrise and one of sunset. Okay, the Akiru, which is two lions, and the sky was divided up into the morning sky and the afternoon sky. Up to the fourth dynasty, divided into four parts, which related to the four sons of Horus. They each had four scepters, which held up the sky, as I spoke of earlier. <clears throat> These four parts together comprised the astral planes where, <clears throat> where one must be balanced in their physical, physiological, mental, and emotional states in order to enter. It was also the land of light. Later, the Duat had more divisions, each with a head god. To enjoy the power to enter into certain cities in heaven, one had to know the various souls worshipped in each of them. Okay, so let's get into the four sons of Heru. When he left the ship, okay, uh, the first animal that he came in contact was a spider. Why the spider? Because we're talking about a Nazi. But not just a Nazi, <clears throat> we're also talking about uh, Nis, you know, which is another goddess of Egypt which deals with the weaving. But the Nazi deals with the story. The story was about to begin. He was, he was starting his story now, okay? Um, the first main animal that he ran into was a baboon, you know, and his, his, his father was like, yo, this is your creation. This is your moment, meaning when you encounter anything in front of you, any person, any being, any entity, any scenario, any situation, it's your creation. Time stands still if you take a moment to breathe and you are going to dictate the outcome of that situation, not the other person. And that's what his father was trying to tell him. However, because he was still young and immature, he, he, he jumped to fear and automatically thought that this baboon was going to hurt him. So he picked up a rock and he hit him with it. Now, why was it a baboon? Why was the first thing a baboon? Because he went east first. And one of the, one of the four sons of Heru is happy, and happy is the baboon, okay? It's a baboon head. One of the canoptic jaws, anybody listening, y'all can Google it, look it up right now. There's four canoptic jaws. We're going to go through all four. And his journey through earth was him going through the four sons of Heru or the four cardinal points, all right? Happy the baboon represents air, lungs, okay? And, and he's also known as the runner. Before he encountered the baboon, he was given by his father these six um, um, cases of, of uh, liquid gel to coat his lungs because the atmosphere of earth has changed and is no longer breathable to humans. So he had to inhale this gel in order to breathe. But happy rules air in the lungs. So that's synonymous. Then they call, they call happy the runner. Well, as soon as he encountered these baboons, he got chased. 
So his first thing was he had to run. He was running through the forest, all right? So right after taking the gel to coat his lungs, the first encounter is with the baboon, and he begins to run, heading in the direction of the sun, which is east, okay? The the deity that is over happy is uh, Nephysis, uh, which represents nature, okay? It's the nature of the forest and the trees and the most intoxicating beauty of nature. So that's why after he crosses the river, he ends up running into the leech, and the leech ends up sucking his, uh, uh, intoxicating his blood, okay? He has to administer an antitoxin in between his lungs going straight start. So this is all energy of happy, all right? So after that event, then he deals with the next son of Heru, which is uh, Duamutef, which is um, a jackal-headed deity, which looks kind of like Anubis, all right, or Ampu. Okay, Duamutef is the earth and the stomach. It rules the stomach, all right? And it represents the direction of north, okay? Um, so when you're dealing with the underworld of Ampu, that's intoxication. Anytime someone's intoxicated, you know, you think of the liver, but it's mainly the stomach because it's through food poisoning. You know, people hurling over there, holding their stomach. They're saying stomach, uh, stomach is hell, you know what I'm saying, in the Bible because that's where the hydrochloric acid is at. Remember, he was on the floor. He was curled over, holding his stomach like he had food poisoning. That was the stomach energy right there of the Duamutef. It also rules earth, and he had to lay there. His father told him after he took the antitoxin, he said, very good cadet, very good cadet, but now you have to lay there. And he laid there. He had to lay there on the earth, okay, like His blood was intoxicated, and one of the main uh, uh, components that is needed for, for, for proper blood is intrinsic factor, which is secreted by the stomach so you can absorb B12, okay? So this is all synonymous with the stomach, all right? Um, paralyzed, he had to, he was paralyzed also, so he had to just chill in, sit, and rest in the duat. Um, like I said, it was north. If you think of north, anything due north, you know, north pole, you're dealing with the Arctic, you're dealing with the cold. And when he had to wake up, because of the temperature fluctuations that are on Earth now at this time, you know, it, it could shoot all the way up to 80 degrees and shoot all the way down to minus 10. What up, world? Uh-oh. Y'all still there? Hello? Hello? Yeah, you good, bro. Okay, good, good, good. All right. So it starts to freeze. Everything starts to freeze, okay? So um, the 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 son, he, he ends up evading the ice and the cold and everything like that, and he finds himself a hot spot where he sits there, and his and now it's time for Neith, which is the weaver, which is Anansi, um, which is the storyteller. Remember, Anansi retrieved all the stories from Inyame, and this is what he's doing now when he's sitting under the trees listening to his father. His father's telling him the story. And the story is of how he ended up passing his um, passing his, his test when he was younger so that he could become a ranger, all right? And what he said was, you know, he, he was out in the field, and the Ursa came out, and they were by a cliff, and the earth just shot him with one of his, uh, like, poisonous darts in his shoulder, and the two of them fell off the cliff into the water. They sunk to the bottom of the river, and the earth just was laying on him, trying to drown him. And he sat there, and he looked up, 
And what he noticed was his blood, he was, he was at the bottom of the river where it was nothing but darkness, it was black. But when he looked up, he saw the sun, and then slowly he saw his blood mixed with the sunlight and the water. And he said, when Will Smith said this exactly, he said, I looked at it, and my first thought was, wow, that looks so pretty. Now, a lot of people might think that I was like a corny line in the movie, but that was deep because he was talking about, once again, the power of the blood and the water and the sunlight and the melanin. When those things come together and you become aware of the beauty in the power of it, guess what? Then you become a fearless individual that can accomplish whatever you put your mind to. And then he next, next thing he said was, you know what? I don't want this thing in my shoulder no more. I don't want this Ursa. I don't want to die. And he got the fear up out of him, and the Ursa all of a sudden couldn't see him no more and didn't have no power no more, and he killed the Ursa, and that's how he became the person that he was, and then that's how they created the term called ghosting. Okay, where you know they can't see you no more, you end up become ghosts. But that's spirit. <laughs> that's becoming unified with your ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Becoming the ghost. Come on, man. Y'all heard Styles P. So after that um, incident, he he gets up the next morning and he has to push forward. All right, and this is one of the most uh, strongest parts in the movie because. He ends up, um, you know, when he had ran away from the baboons, he ended up wrecking some of his little oxygen joints, and he lied to his father saying that he, his supply was intact, but he didn't. He only had two left. Because he had two left, um, you know, based on the calculations that his father did, if he was to climb down this mountain, he wouldn't have enough air. But if he was to fly down the mountain, he'd be able to make The father didn't want to tell him the truth, so he told him to come back. And Jaden was like, no, what did you tell me to come out here for? And that's similar to the youth or to us. And when we deal with the elders that came before us and we try to take things to the next level, we try to, uh, uh, you know, um, go against the storm, you know, they, they want to uh, get reclusive and they want to jump back and be like, nah, never mind, don't do it, and then we never advance. It's always this battle between, you know, our generation and the generation that came before us in terms of, trying to take this and move it to the next level. We always in a battle in that way. And I think, B, you know, why did you bring us out here? Why did you tell us all this information? Why did you get all of us prepared to do all of this work and then just leave us high and dry? And that's what he was telling his father. And then he started saying he's a coward. Now, when you talk about coward, coward is the opposite of courage. Courage represents the solar plexus, okay? The solar plexus resides in the abdomen, okay, when you're thinking of the chakras. And he told him, I am, not a, I am not a coward. I'm not a coward. And then he ran and he jumped off the cliff and did the flying squirrel technique with his suit and started flying. Now, in doing that, he ended up going into the third son of, 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 of Horus, who is um, K, uh, K. Ben Sinuef. KB Sinu, yeah, K. Sinuef. K. Sinuef is the falcon-headed um, canoptic jar, and it represents the intestines. What is in the solar plexus? What is behind your navel? The intestines, okay? It's also uh, ruled by the deity Serket, which is a scorpion. We all know that the scorpion can become the eagle or the phoenix, right? He's flying off of the cliff. He's the falcon. So all of this thing lines up. So even if you didn't believe the happy with the baboon and you didn't believe the Duamutef, 
with the stomach before. I mean, everything in the intestines part, it gets, it's just, it's almost three pages long how many things correlate with this particular um, form of, of the stomach. Uh, okay. Oh, all along, I thought this was all about Scientology, bro. Yeah, that's what that's what they're trying to tell you. That's what they that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, right. Oh, and man. there was some, somebody somebody came way before L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> somebody came way before that guy in Dianetics. Yeah, in the business, son. Please continue. Now, oxygen. And this is when he displayed to his father. You know the whole thing about the oxygen not being there. Oxygen is fire. If you look up the word oxygen, it represents fire, okay? He's low on his air supply. He burned it up running. So that's the fire element, okay? Like I said, KB Sinuef represents the falcon, represents fire, represents the intestines, and represents the direction of south, okay? He, he burnt up his oxygen, you know what I mean? He's jumping off the cliff with the fire. He's talking about, I am not a coward. I am not a coward. You're the coward. And he's like, no, I'm courageous. And he takes the leap. That's the guts. Emotions ignited fiery passions, heated expression. This is all fire. Courage from the gut takes the leap of faith, okay? Leaving stomach and waterfalls, right? Because the stomach is the waterfall. It's where the waterfalls. He's jumping off the waterfall, becoming an eagle and a falcon. But then he unites with Nekbet, which is the mother of the white vulture, um, who's gonna, who captured him and placed him in the net with the children for more maturity. So when he jumps off the cliff, all of a sudden, you see this in the trailer, there's another bird behind him, and it's a vulture, okay? And his vulture has white feathers around his neck because it represents the white vulture, and that is Nekbet, okay, which is another deity in Kemet. When the, the bird snatches him up, drops him in, in her nest, all right? Now, the nest is high up in a tree, and the way they set up the nest and set up the tree, it's the intestine. They got all this stuff kind of hanging. They got one hole coming in and one hole going out and all that. All of a sudden, you see these lions come out of nowhere. They start climbing up the intestines. Remember, I told you the solar plexus. The solar plexus is represented by the sun. That's the lion. That's the Leo. That's the raw energy. You know what I'm saying? So they're keeping it consistent with the solar plexus intestinal energy right here. Um, uh, neck bed is represented as a mother. That's why he's dropped in the nest next to all her babies. Um, when the lions come in there to eat her babies, your boy uh, defends him, and in defending him, um, you know what I mean, he fights the lions off and hurt him, and Nekbet end up working together. So you got um, the falcon and the, and the vulture working side by side to, um, to prevent the children from being consumed, all right? So, yeah, let me talk about Nekbet real quick. The vulture hieroglyph from the unilateral sign used for the glottal sound three included words such as mother. So the vulture is also a, a metanetter itself, okay? Um, grandmother and ruler. And some late texts of the Book of the Dead referred to as the father of fathers, mother of mothers, who hath existed from the beginning and is the creatrix of this world. When pairing began to occur in the comedic pantheon, given most of the goddesses a husband, Nekbet was said to become the wife of Happy, a deity of the inundation of the Nile. Given the early and the constant association of Nekbet with being a good mother in later myths, she was said to be to have adopted children. So they say that the baboon Happy ain't the same Happy who represents the Nile, but I don't think so. I think they're the same because, you know, they got the 
culture up in here. Nekbet is, is, is married to Happy, and he just had to deal with Happy in the beginning, and they are definitely uh, tied together in this whole pantheon that's going on right um, uh, And later, Miss Shu was said to have adopted children. Um, they call uh, the patron of Upper Egypt appearing as one of the two ladies, um, you know, the other one being Wajet. I know y'all see when you see the two eyes of Ra, one is Nekbet, one is Wajet. Um, she was also a protector of royal children in the later period of all young children and expected mothers. So she's playing the mother energy. And the minute that you see her, she could have killed the dude, but she put him in, in the nest because he had just got broken off from the father um, and, and his communication got, got got disconnected, so he couldn't talk to the father no more. So as soon as he jumped and leaped from the father, the mother came, and the mother came and put him next to the children so he can grow some more. He had to be reared and mature a little bit more to get prepared to deal with his fear because there's a right of passage taken on here. So the next stage was after he leaves from the vaults in the nest, he ends it's a weird scene. He ends up following these pig, a pig with three little pigs behind, which is mother energy again, but pig represents Set. Pig is another symbol of, of Set and Satuk. And after he ends up seeing the pig, the pig goes in this hole, and he calls the hole the hog hole. So he goes down in the duat. He goes down into the earth, okay? Now, as he goes down, remember, we're talking about intestines. He keeps having to go down. First, he jumps off a cliff, right? He's going down that way. Then he gets dropped in a tree. From the tree, he has to come down the tree. He's coming down some more. Then he follows the pig, and he goes down into the hog hole underneath the earth, down in the duat. So that is the guts. He's going through the intestines. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it, okay? So he climbs in this deep cave underground, and it's deep because he lights his light up and he sees pictures of bulls and and and, and stuff like that, which give more relation to the whole Ursa Minor and the Kapesh energy again. Um, he also runs into um, a pep, or you can see him as the Uraeus because he's in pitch black darkness, and when he hits the light, there's a snake, and the snake is right there, and the snake starts uh, um, opening up his ribs, and the joint jumps from one side to the other, it's it's a lower self for Pep, and then it jumps up, and then it's the higher self, um, Uraeus. So then he comes into that type of energy with his third eye opening. He's in the darkness, and he's opening up the light. And then he goes down deeper, and he's in the bowels of the earth because when he looks over the cliff, he ends up seeing all the lava um, going down all of a sudden. Those are the bowels moving through the colon. All right. So when he's there in the colon in the bowels of the earth, he's able to then um, re review everything that he learned from his father, and he creates a map, and he thinks about all the points that he's passed so far in his journey, and now he can figure out how to get to the beacon from where he is. He's pretty much situating himself, getting uh getting oriented again. All right, time and space. All right, so his descent in the underworld is complete now. So he comes back out the hole, and when he comes out the hole, he's using a capesh. He has sickles. He used his uh, um, what's it called? He used his um, his cutlass to use one of the t- 22 configurations to create the, the, the dipper, okay, to come back outside of the hole, all right? When he comes back out of the hole, he sees the hogs again with the babies. So that's the set energy, but then it's the mother energy, and then he looks up, and um, Neckbet is flying over his head, and he's running around like, leave me alone, because he thinks Neckbet is after him again. 
So he ends up finding um, some wood. He ties it together to make a raft, and now he enters the river. All right? Now, this is when he enters into the last uh, son of Heru, okay, which is Seti, which is the water, um, which represents the liver. The direction is west, okay, the sunset, because he's going towards the darkness where the volcano is. It's blocking the sun and the sky, and it's Aset, okay? Now, I know that he's going, you know, towards this direction of, of the four of the four Heru's because he creates uh, Ra's uh, bark by cre- by using barks of tree to create a raft to go on the water and the river. All right, the liver holds emotions and regret and pain. A lot of your emotions and regret and things like that that you repress are stored in the liver. Okay, this is where he's la- this is when he's laying on the raft and then um, his sister appears who died, who died at the hands of an Ursa, and he feels guilty because his, 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 his sister told him to go in this bubble and stay there and don't come out, and he had to sit there and watch his sister get killed. And he'd been dealing with this his whole life as well as his father, and that's why they got this disconnection. So this is what he's, he's having this spiritual dream while he's going down this river right now with her. And after he deals with that, he, she whispers in his ear, look, yo, come up out that bubble. And if you think of the youth and if you think of even in our generation, a lot of us are still in a box, still in a bubble, still in our mother's nest. And we have not come out of the tree. We have not come out of the bubble. We have not come out of our protective surroundings in order for us to truly engage our rites and passage so we could find out what we're made of. And that's what he was dealing with within this last one. He went through these four steps of Heru, and on the fourth one he came to this conclusion. All right, so um, if liver is fire, then the lack of sobriety is cold. That's why when he wakes up from this spiritual journey he just went on, um, the temperature fluctuated again and started getting ice cold. He's walking around, and the ice is catching up to him, and he passes out. All right, as he passes out, something pulls him out of the ice, drops him in a hole, puts a bunch of leaves and stuff on him to insulate him to keep him warm, and it comes to find out that it was, Nekbet, who the mother sacrificed um, her heat, her life to keep him warm, to keep him on his journey. So the whole time she was following him was to protect him. She became a protector. She became a mother. All right? So after that happened, he ends up finding the tail, okay? Um, And in finding the tail, he finds the beacon. And in finding the beacon, he ends up finding out that the beacon doesn't work because of the, the ionosphere above him, meaning he's in a location where he can't get a signal, so he has to go to the he has to go to the volcano. He got to go back to the father, and the volcano is a ganju. If anybody goes to the Payo Mayombe or Ifa or Yoruba, the deity known as a ganju is the father of Shango. He represents the volcano. If you go back to the Clash of the Titans that came out, or uh, what's the wrath? The wrath of the Titans that came out. Uh, they made Kronos uh, a volcano-type entity. That was really a ganju, and a ganju represents uh, power and force beyond, you know, whatever you can fathom and represents abundance and, and money and land because volcanoes pull all the minerals and all the, the priceless uh, uh, particles from inside the earth and bring it to the surface. All the continents that we stand on are due to volcanoes, Okay. So this is where he had to go. He had to go back to the father in order for him to face his fear. Okay, so when he gets up there, 
he ends up running into the Ursa in a cave with crystals, okay, where the the Ursa was up uh, to his zenith on top of his head, just like the, the Polaris would be, just like the Big Dipper would be. And they ended up fighting and all that stuff, and he ended up coming into a state of consciousness where he was laying there. Everything was gray and black. Everything was melanated. It was carbon coming down from the volcano. Um, his suit, I forgot to talk about his suit. His suit changed colors as well. They they turned white and blue when he was when his blood was intoxicated. Pasty white and blue, which was very deep, Will Smith. You know, that every time he got sick, he turned white and blue. Um then when there was danger, you know, become to become aware, his melanin all came to the surface and he became just straight black. But normally his suit was black and brown. So he was in his, his black from head to toe. The carbon was falling. He's on a volcano. He's dealing with this jet black beast, you know, that represents fear. It was just a straight carbon moment. And he caught an epiphany where there was no reason for him to be scared. He came out of that bubble and the thing couldn't see him anymore and he conquered his fear. Him killing that beast wasn't just him killing it and mutilating the beast. What it was was him overcoming the fear, overcoming the fear that was inside of him. And once he was able to overcome the fear, he was able to get the signal, and then he was able to put the signal out. And once the signal went out, um, the father ended up getting saved. They ended up saluting. And then the last thing that he says um, in the movie (laughs) was real deep was he said, I want to work with mom, meaning he wants to go back to the maternal energy. He wants to go back to the mother, you know, the female energy, you know, because, you know, we're the, the earth energy, the, the realm that we in is dominated by the, fem- the female force. Um, Will Smith is 44. He was 44 in the movie. The, the woman who played his wife, Sophie Okanito, she's 44 years old. Katai and You got 44, you got 44, no, and you got yeah. four. He's, he's also 44 in real life. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he was 44 in the movie. He's 44 in real life, and so was his wife. She was 44 in the movie. She was 44 in real life. You know, wow. and Jaden was 13. And, and like he said, three is the new one. He talking about the 13. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, to make a long story short, like I said, I never catch everything. And I do this to try and give people, you know, an idea of some real powerful concepts by using movies as a relativity factor so you can ride with me. This movie was straight trashed on purpose so that our people, uh, you know, because it came out so close to Father's Day so that fathers and sons would not take when I go together to this movie and realize, wow, the right to passage element is lacking in our culture, in our community, we need to get back to that. In his first real production that he's done where he has all the controls, he decided to do a right to passage where he put his son in the driver's seat. And I have to take his, his my hat off to him for something like that. So, um, you know, with that, you know, Always, I end up closing at 11 just in time. I'd like to conclude after Earth to close. Hold on. Where you at, bro? You got to bring it back. Hello? 
Yeah, your phone your phone got a little choppy. You gotta repeat that. It got a, it got a little choppy. Where did I where did I cut out at? You said like two minutes ago. Um, you know, you were saying I gotta thank. Okay, okay, I'll I'll say it again. Am, am I clear now? Yes, you are. Okay, I said I like to take my hat off to Will for for doing this movie because he decided to do a right to pass his film. This was his first opportunity to really do, you know, do a production where he was in control almost all the way, and he decided to do a right to pass his film because he knows as well as we know that it's lacking in our culture. This movie was specifically assassinated by all these critics so that black men and their sons would not take advantage of Father's Day and go see this movie. I implore all that's listening, if you have sons, if you have fathers, if you have brothers, whatever, go watch this movie because I know after I done said everything that I said, now y'all, I can be wide the focus and y'all can see everything that's in there. Y'all going to catch stuff that I didn't even talk about. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, uh, I don't catch everything, but I hope I did a good job decoding um, a decent portion of this film for you. Yeah, man. Yes, 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 yes. Do we have, uh, I don't know. Bro, there's so many hands. The hands, the hands is up? Yeah, I think, I think we, we don't even got to wait for them to go sit. We could start decoding right now. Right now. Bring them on in, bring them on in. Do you have any personal requests, um, you know, any other fellow decoders in the queue that you might want us to bring forth first? Oh, well, you know, I, I did talk with, um, I did talk with Clico. I didn't know, I don't know if he's out there or not, if he decided to listen tonight. Um, but I did talk to him, and just like me, he peeped the four sons of Heyru. We talked about it a few days ago. And, um, yeah, he, he just, uh, okay. Yeah, my phone's getting my phone's getting low, but it's cool. Um, he he ended up peeping the four sons of Heyru thing as well, and I know, you know, for those of y'all that are that are out there listening, um, Clico is not just a. Is, is he on the line before I even go into all this? Do you see him? Oh, I don't see his hand up as of yet. No. Okay. Well, if you if you're listening, go ahead and press one, dude. If he does end up calling in, um, just letting y'all know, y'all can look him up on Facebook. View Clico. Um, he's one of the only other um, Hollywood decoders out there that I really can like rap with that that's cr- as crazy as me, and he and he helps me see things that I didn't even catch. He's powerful, so um, hopefully he does call end up calling in the light to add to it. But um, we're gonna link up um, and do another one. Um, I'm thinking he and I are gonna do Man and Steel together, uh, Superman together. I talked to him, yeah. So we might we might end up doing that together. So hopefully. But um, I mean, I don't know. If whoever whoever got their hands up, bring them on in. I see the Cosmo physician. Yeah. Hold oh, on. Oh yeah, so definitely, 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 definitely bring him in. Hello. 
Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have to give a shout out. We got we also have decoding royalty in the building. The brother L L O five star. Oh, where has yeah. he well, been? Yeah, yeah, man. I like I like I like to holler at all of y'all and tell y'all that I'll I take my previous statement back and say that yeah, I have to give it up to that brother as well. I haven't heard from him or seen him in a long time, but every time I've seen anything from him, he's always went in and went beyond. Yeah, he's a legend on point. Yeah, he's a legend. He's a legend. Absolutely. Shout out to that brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring them all in because I know they got something to add. Like I said, I didn't put everything down because we got only a certain amount of time. The rest is going to be in the book. And, um, you know, I hope I stimulated enough folks to be like, yeah, let me get it in. Yeah. Let's go to the Cosmark Crack. Call from the 516-881. Peace. Peace, Lord. Peace, everybody. You know, I... um. I love the dynamic and the perspective that you put on it, man, making all these connections and um, the vehicle, the expression that they use through symbolism is outrageous. And um, Thank you, brother. I, I, look, I look at, can you hear me? Yeah, I can yes, hear you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm looking at it from the perspective of Will Smith's birth chart, you know, and... um with his interaction with the cosmos, you know, how how this movie expressed that and how the cosmos right now in its present form is describing an archetype scene dealing with fatherhood, you know. And um, it's just no coincidence how things line up mathematically, you know, and in sync with a pattern that existed when he was born, like, you know, this cat was born, oh, he's a Virgo. His son is at 23 degrees of Virgo, and he has a chain in his chart, like in the, in the, in the later degrees of his number line, between uh, 22 and 29 degrees Virgo. This is a very uh, high concentration of planetary energy. Consequently, there, a similar pattern exists in the creation date of this film. You know, and it and it was some major delays, some serious Saturn and Scorpio energy going on with his ability to bring it into um, activation, into manifestation. And you know, above all, I I have to look at it from the cosmophysic perspective because nothing that goes on in life, be it uh, a creative endeavor, a movie, a fictional tale or a sure enough conveyance of positive energy, thought, and upliftment, you know, regardless of the intention, it's going to be built with the energies that exist at the moment that it arrives, you know, that it is being made. And um, in October of last year, October the 5th of last year, Saturn entered Scorpio, and it was the beginning of a new phase of fatherhood all over the planet, but to to bring it and make it specific to our our point of focus, then we apply it to ourselves. And Saturn represents transformation and a rebirth thing, you know, through a healing process. 
And, I mean, pardon me, that's Pluto, right? Pluto represents the surgical operations and, and, the, and the ability of the body to reweave itself and uh, uh, life itself to regenerate, okay? And thus, it, you know, from it comes the attributes of Scorpio and Osir, Osiris or Wasir, however you want to pronounce that. And the father image, you know, Saturn is the archetype of the father because it deals with responsibility and it deals with, you know, ever improving and ever building upon circumstances, you know. But in other language, from a different perspective, you can also look at it as, uh, you know, a message to fathers everywhere and the father in your own self that deals with maintenance and, and time management and structure, right? So when I when I look at the the motions of these planets in Will's birth chart, you see his son is straddled mathematically at the twenty second degree by Pluto, and then at the twenty fourth degree by Saturn and Neptune, and these are the key players right now. See, in other words, these were the key players at his moment of birth in nineteen sixty eight, right September the fifteenth. 1968, those were that 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 natal promise, that pattern was right there. So now this pattern reemerges in in the motion of the transiting sky, the current sky, and he wants to come out with this movie, you know. And it's like, uh, uh, you know, people like I said, people do they manifest it willingly or unwillingly, be it a, a actual historic event that goes on on this plane of events or a creative endeavor that is actually plotted and planned. It is all created by the energy that exists at the time of its inception. You know, you only have to work with what you have to work with at that time. You know, <laughs> at one time all we had to work with was trees and we built boats, you know, out of wood. And now we have iron to work with and aluminum and titanium and we employ all of these other things now. So it is the same when you look at how they made this movie. When Will was born, he had Pluto at 22. This movie has the North Node at 22, Sagittarius. Sagittarius is symbolic of, you know, widening the mind. Thus it deals with travel and or religion and or doctrine and or higher education. So, you know, it, the and the fact that it had a foreign appeal, you see, the, the fact that it had an ethnic uh, uh, foundation to it, man, that we could call ours, it wasn't clouded with a bunch of make-believe characters. You know what I'm saying? The cast was very low, yeah. but the but the message came but the message came across. the The fact that the Mars for the making of this movie is in Gemini at the 24th degree, he has. Neptune at 24 degrees Scorpio, so he's activating the inspiration factor because Neptune deals with inspiration. It also deals with fear. And Saturn in 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 Aries deals with lessons and courage. That's what Saturn plus Aries equals lessons and courage. So that's right on his his Neptune line, the fear of death line. You know, Neptune is right there, and the, and then. With Mars activating it, with you know, in the in the chart of the uh, creation of this movie or the date of this movie, July twenty fifth, two K eleven, Mars was activating that. Mars is also uh, courage, 
and Gemini it was in Gemini by transit, so that did with the message. So there was a message of courage, also a, a motivating message or some motivating words, motivating words going on with that. And um, let me see what else he had. The, you know, and his natal Mars, twenty six degrees Leo, right, which is like the uh, uh, a semi quincunx aspect to where. Venus was when this movie was being made, but it was dealing with uh, uh, protecting and fatherhood, parentage, the home domesticity. So the whole movie related that simply through its visual. You know, there was a scene in the home. It was him activating as the father. Now, which goes back to the mutual reception of Saturn and Pluto in the current sky, reflecting what was going on in his you know, that because Saturn deals with fatherhood and responsibility and, and Pluto deals with regeneration or revivification, reviving this, right? You know, uh, uh, the message of the movie was aimed towards reviving fatherhood in the community. And it's not coincidental that the vibration manifests itself through a window period of time because right before that, Y'all had the brother uh, Lennon Honor, or Honor, um, Lennon Honor. Yes, Lennon. His name was, pardon me? Yeah, brother Lennon Honor. Right. He came through with the exact same message. Yes, he you did. see what I'm saying? The responsibility to teach their children how to, how to uh, uh, overcome their fear. Yes, he did. Hello? Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so the, the 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 synchronicity in it all, as well as in the heavens, is something that I, I'm looking at with that regard. When I look at Will's chart, Pluto stands on top of the sun, which stands between Pluto and Neptune and Saturn. And Saturn and Aries talks about teaching courage and lessons in courage. On the Neptune and Scorpio, Neptune plus Scorpio says fear of death. Will was born with that in the sky. Verbally, it can be literally translated by any elementary delineator in cosmophysics or astrology of AKA. All right? So the fact that these these elements come into play right now when he releases this movie is, you know, absolutely ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's like uh, undeniably no such thing as a coincidence. If you take that frame of mind, it's undeniably that the intelligence of the cosmos manifesting through the endeavors of, of other incidents here on the face of this earth. So that's the mind that I give it, all right? Now, what's, what's deep is even when you come further down in the chart, you're looking at the chart for the making of this movie, Neptune is in Pisces, and this is very important when it comes to movies when it comes to the media, especially those things that deliver a visual impact and that inspire and that are a, a product of the imagination and they also give, you know, give life and light to more imagination, you know, and it's like it breeds, it festers if you want to look at it in a negative, but it breeds and it thrives in the, in, in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, um, the motion picture industry, that Neptune energy is all that it's all about. It's all about glamour and glamorization and illusion and effect and being able to deliver a message through a means that 
that doesn't really exist, okay? And it's, you know, intangible subjectivity. And 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 the fact that Neptune is in Pisces all on a global scale, it points to, you know, mankind consciously evolving to uh, uh, a point where they're, they're, they're how can I say this? Where they they have to implement it in, into their uh, plans and for the future and their well-being. They have to use this energy and and keep it alive. It's like uh, a growing a garden with, with with many different plants and different plants feed your feed different organs in your body. So if your crop this year is low on milk thistle, which is good for the liver then there's a chance that y'all can catch something out in the field that the liver is going to be challenged by, you know. And, and, and so it is the same way here in 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 what man is evolving consciously to on a collective, right? And so you see it in society with churches and trying to make their resurgence. And everybody's driving home their subjective story, basically, you know, their ideal Ends with an L, I D E A L, and so Hollywood is the best medium right now because who doesn't want to see the movie? Who doesn't go to see it? Now, when y'all said y'all said something about Scientology and the, the themes of this movie actually go back to the very beginning, you know, even though it's a thousand years in the future. You know, it goes back to the very beginning essence of how men had to teach their sons how to survive, and it's all about survival. And yep. that is a yeah, and that is a Pluto Scorpio lesson. And the the, the mutual reception here with Saturn in a uh, 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 Scorpio and Pluto in Capricorn is a reinforcement and a rebalancing and a resurgence and a resurrection and a revivification of what our ancestors did and what the essence of, of their being and spirit truly was. You see? That's why they were talking about ghosts. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. To get in contact with your ancestors, Neptune is all about ghosts, illusions, Fear, imagination, or, you know, inspiration, overcoming obstacles with uh, 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 with with pure motive and drive and fearlessness, and you know the whole story. But the, in the underline, in the underline of it, you know, that's the overt because they address that directly, and they, you know, they drop all that cosmophysic, you know, the codex on Neptune hard and Pisces hard, you know, and then you know. Overcoming one fear is Pisces, right? Piscean, which goes directly into Aries, which is courage. You know, we have a paradigm in cosmophysics that deals with the 12th house and the first house because the 12th house is fear and the first house is like Marshall and Arian, and it deals with courage and going forth. And the, the fact that the 12th house is the undoing of a thing, what undoes fear is courage. You see, and the, it encourages Aryan. It's also the head and the blood and, and the fever and the parasite. You know, the whole thing. You know, the, uh, what did they show through the relation of the movie was cosmophysics, symbolic, all the way to and through it, as far as I see it and can interpret it too. You know, and it which goes back to Hero, which is the hero. You know what I'm saying? To, to Heracles, which is which is Hercules and his twelve labors. 
and 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 all of the same hero's journey that goes throughout the entire story. So I'd be feeling it to death when the brother uh, uh, KT be spitting that because that's all cosmophysic paradigm right there, sun worship, if they want to call it. But it's actually the evolution, the evolution of the will. It's actually the evolution of the conscious will. You see, it's not about <laughs> the uh, uh, this man, that man. Every it's about every single human uh, uh, being that, that that has to learn to overcome his trials and errors to you know be, end up being triumphant, victorious, multiplicitous, or, or productive. You know. So mm-hmm. we and then so this drives me back again to the Pluto Saturn mutual. Uh, uh, reception going on in Capricorn and Scorpio because this has been going on like since last October. Other fathers have been, you know, making their mark and dying, and there's been a lot of killing. And and you see what I'm saying? Other different, you know, so manifest from the lower to the higher. But when you look at how the father, the black man, of the, you know, the original man, the Moorish father here in this country, has you know what he has had to go through and what position he has lost, right? As a result of it, what is needed now, more first and foremostly, is to encourage to be an example, and the courage to go forward, because it is truly cowardice that has gotten our men, uh, at the point where they don't walk away from their families. You see, it's one thing to have melanin; it's another thing. To use melanin. That was another thing they focused in that movie, and I, I had uh, forgot to mention when um, before the ship even crashed, this cat got a uh, uh, intuition that the ship was about to get into a uh, into an asteroid uh, storm. And how he did this was he got up and he put his hands to the wall, and on the wall was all these this blackness. It was just black but it was black on top of these shapes, and the shapes were hexagons. Everybody know melanin is carbon-based, and anytime you see a bunch of hexagons linked together in movies, you know, they're alluding to carbon. So he was linked. He put his hands on the melanin, and he was able to know that the gravitons were increasing. And if you study anything about uh, uh, space and gravitons, gravitons are the small particles that, that are the, the smallest components of gravity, they're synonymous with melanin because they say they help to compose that dark matter that they're still trying to figure out. But he's putting his hand on this melanin, and through that he caught the vibration and went to the captain's chair, I mean the chair where they, you know, the captain was at and let them know, yo, I think we're going to be in an asteroid storm. And they was like, oh, that's a one in a million chance. But he was right on it. Um, another way they was uh, alluding to it was because he was dreaming um, about uh, his daughter who had died, and his daughter was like, yo, did we really kill the whales? And um, that was alluding to the fish again. Remember, they was talking about the whales. They showed the whales at the end. All the ships had fish. Uh, they they looked like sea creatures, you know, and I was attributed to the nomos, but it's definitely Piscean in nature. But when he got done um, with that daydream thinking about his daughter, he ended up saying, saying oh, that's before they discovered carbon fuel cells. Now, what is a carbon fuel cell? A melanocyte. Melanocytes produce melanin, a carbon fuel cell. 
you know, I think I think that's I think that's crazy. Uh, uh, you you inspired me to think about something when you were talking earlier, and I have forgot it, but now I remember it. And not that you go away from the point you was just making, but to to bring back this to make a statement on on what you said about the hexagon hexagon. Go go for it. So ancient Egypt, we used the bee. The bee was a symbol of royalty. Was it was like the national mascot for 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 Kemet, for Ta Mary. And Tanya Easy, right. and the hexagonal, you know, uh, 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 pattern right there, and that, and that, and that, you know, that there's no bee on earth that doesn't use that. Oh yeah, the honeycomb. You right? Exactly. So I'm looking. You know, I'm just making a tie into that connection right there, and how the because uh, uh, that's that's the you, upper. You, do you peep the footprints in the sand scene that they dropped when he said? Uh, I'm gonna be with you the whole time. It's gonna, it's like I'm right there with you. That's right. And they lost. He lost connection with the father, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, and had to confront and had to confront life on 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 his terms without the assistance, you know, to to, to show him that this world is real. <laughs> and when he thought he was about to die, when everything was at his darkness, the mother appeared still. And protected him. No, P-Pow, his sister had to wake him up. Yeah. He had to snap out of, when he was on the raft, in the dream state. Said, in the trance state. That's Neb Hat right there. She was playing Neb Hat. You yep. know, it's another uh, uh, instrument of inspiration. But she had okay. to let him know that that dream world he was in, he had to snap out of it if he was going to make it. That Come that out of that bubble. Out of that box. Yeah. Exactly, to come out that bubble, you know. So um, that falls right into the the theme of what's going on in the current sky right now, and what would because Neptune is such a slow moving planet. It was it was the major theme in the planet of least degree when they started to make this movie. So you know, I I wonder truly how much they are. Uh, I'm, whether do they take counsel from astrologers and 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 people who metaphysically read the planets and their themes, or is this just actually the natural, you know, a, a, a course of events? I'm I'm more um, inclined to agree with the latter, with the latter. And I see Morpheus, newborn star, saying Neptune conjunct the sun in a few days. That's right. So you know the uh, the other movies that are coming out are going to continue to play on that fear theme too, that fear factor, spiritual factor, unseen factor, overcoming uh, terrorists, overcoming terror, fear and terror, uh, uh, the deep chasm, unknown, chaotic, bringing it to order. That all uh, that whole theme is going to play itself out, especially in the next few years to come, because of this grand shrine that's going on this summer that ain't happened since the '60s. The water, okay. In the water, uh, yeah. Word, 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 word. The, the trine that is manifesting is Neptune and Pisces, Saturn, and Scorpio and Jupiter and Cancer. Yeah. Okay. These, these, these three. Huh? This, That's this is going to. And the and the scroll look like big fish. Your skipping a little bit, K. Bring it back. Oh me, I'm breaking. I'm breaking up. You're good now. Yes, sir. 
Okay, no, I was saying, yeah, that the the water, all that water. That's why they had all that water in the movie with with the scroll looking like giant uh, ships that was made out of fish. That's why the stingray, oh, uh, ship spaceship was up in there. Everything yeah, man. Was, let me let me point to something else too, right? Along with this whole with this whole thing about this water, you know, this. The, the motion picture industry and religion and things that are sensational and that really grab people emotionally, man. Drugs and stuff like that, too, man, because it has to do with uh, uh, the visionary mind, the fluid balance in the body and, and all of that, which is, you know, pointed to by Neptune, by Pluto, by the moon. These three planets, man, whenever they come into hard or soft configuration. You know, for the next uh, uh, for the next year, are going to bring about events in the public through creative endeavor like movies and dramas and songs and, and music, and as well as reality, man. You know, tragic stories in the news, as well as great triumphs and strides in industry, and especially dealing with the mining industry. Okay, so I mean, I know that's like a little off. But you know that's what it brings to with that with that grand trine. The last time we had a nice trine of this magnitude was in the earth signs, y'all. And hopping from trying to trine like lily pad to lily pad is is what I'm what I'm suggesting that you pay attention to the rest of society doing. And the movies are going to do the same thing. So you know everything is pointing at, at the same thing. Reality. No doubt, no doubt, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely so, yeah, appreciate that yeah. analysis. How's the A sound treating you, bro? I want I wanted to get I wanted to mention something else too about the smart suit. This dude has smart fabric. All right. It is no yeah. coincidence because he talked about the bowels in this movie. It is no coincidence that Virgo in cosmophysics is 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 points to the bowels. And Virgo also points to the uh to the nutrition and to the state of health. And therefore, it points to the physique. And if you notice, like, this, 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 that, that suit he was wearing, it says smart fabric. Fabric is Virgo, and being analytical and assessing your situation through analysis is That's a right. mental uh, process that deals with being smart. You see... So, you know, I, I, I'm i just looking at how that second skin. Our physiques even have an intelligence, man. You know, it's like when you catch a cold, you might not consciously know it, but your nose start running trying to get rid of that that, that foreign body. That smart you fabric, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, for for those who want to separate the spiritual from the physical, y'all, I need y'all to realize that your DNA is a germ, you know, an organism that has never known death and it has been here from the very beginning. Oh. It is is immortal. To answer to the question, no doubt. Six double six double oh five one. To answer your question, I think it's called movie of four K. Dot T O. 
know. That's what I think. That's all mm-hmm. I can remember. <laughs> it didn't even yeah, they, 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 uh, they called it 2K. Now 4K popped up. So it's movie4k.com or T.O. Yeah, you're correct in yeah. that. Yeah, okay, very well. And uh, 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 KT took it to the, you know, I, I, he left very little room for elaboration. <laughs> you know, I uh, uh, I just want people to know that the, the the fatherhood message and the father build, rebuilding the father and resurrecting fatherhood and it is definitely needed. You know, there's never been a time where everybody's wondering why everything's so loose and fancy free, okay, because there had been no men there to guide the morals of their sons. Okay, yeah. that's why we got children engaging in all that la la. La 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 la. la. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again. Exactly. This, this is what happens when fathers turn their backs on their seeds. Yeah, they uh, stay in the bubble, just like in the movie. Did you peep that, son? The homeboy was in the bubble. I said, wow. They didn't hide that one bit. She said, yeah, stay in here. Don't come in here till I tell you to come out. Okay. What's deep is how how oblivious the, the monster was to the fearless. You see? Yeah. This is, this is a message. That message in and of itself is so profound. It's a profundity, you know, that you can yeah. act as you will. When you are fearless, man. you can move about without restriction. When you are fearless, without inhibition, and 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 being proactive is the the message of Mars and the message of courage. All right, and that, that this being proactive is the first step in initiating any action, man. You must be proactive, man. And, and his intelligence and his courage is going forth without any regard for what may fail, what may obstruct you. And that frame of mind, once you attain it, it's like it's like a forever high. You never come down. You, you understand? I understand what that is. When you overcome your fear of water, now you can swim. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you overcome your your fear of fire. Now you can do. Now you can be a welder. All right. So. It's the same message all the way through and through, you know. I'm just looking at how the the, the, the heavens coincide with that. All this activity in Aries where this brother has his north node, you know, Will has his north node, so his ultimate impact on humanity. That's the north node point in your birth chart. As a human being, anybody, look at that chart according to the day they were born. And the north node will tell you what impact they are actually here to receive and make the most, and what will be received, what will be, what impact will be made, and what impact they will receive the most from their interaction here, regardless of what you or they do. You see, this is that that part of you that when somebody reads it accurately if in your birth chart, they be on some old, oh damn, man, I, I always do that. That's me to the bone. Da 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 da. I've been doing that since I was a little kid. Well, that's what your purpose is here. You know. So, you know, this goes towards the, the accomplished tycoon, businessman, uh, entrepreneur, anthroposophical, you know, uh, 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 type of exemplary person all the way down to the grungiest, 
you know, a, a bum on the street, grimy criminal killer. You dig? And, it, and it, we are all people, and and that we all have a contribution to make like a fiber optic network. You see? Mm. And the nature of your contribution is going to ring and resonate the strongest according to where you came in here at. So it behooves us to use the tools that we were given. You know? Now, Cosmos, you can stay with us. Let me open up the line and bring some more of these uh these these callers in because these hands are definitely, you know, what I'm saying they 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 reach into the sky. So, let me go to a uh, caller from an eight six four eight six four caller eight six four three one three eight six four three one three caller. Peace. Peace, hotel brother. How y'all doing? Greetings. All is well, brother. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I just wanna um wanna give a big shout out to um to you brother, uh KT the arts degree for bringing that that uh that awesome food tonight, definitely. And also uh you brother Cosmo, um you know brother. For, for for doing your thing, man. So I definitely I, I was just gonna say my say some stuff earlier but it's, it's like not a damn thing that can be said, bro. So, um, you know, we definitely <laughs> appreciate we, we 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 appreciate the food, bro. So, uh, definitely keep on keeping on, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Indeed, caller. Thank you. Oh, we want to thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening. Hey. All right. Peace, brother. Peace. Peace. Okay. We have another hand up. Caller from the 803. Caller from the 803 206 803. Caller. Peace. Peace. It's good. It's Palmetto Star, the Ratchet Revolutionary. I'm just in here listening. And, man, you guys got a lot of good points. And it's, it's like crazy. I just seen the movie After Earth. Um, and it's just crazy with symbolism. The big hawk and vulture thing was just an like incredible symbol to me as far as, you know, comedic and the Heiru energy. You could feel all of that in there. Um, some of the points that I think that are the most valid points are, you know, the points of unity. I think that is one of the messages that is the most important that Will brings out. Three is the new one, like you guys were saying, because we have to unify across all boards, you know. It's like, um, you know, we watch TV and they give us this illusion of competition. But all these people are working together. You know, you watch TV, all the channels are owned basically by Viacom. You right. Know, pump yep. the gas. All the gas stations are basically owned by Haveline. So you you know there is no competition. They give you this. They give us this illusion of competition, this illusion of difference between, and and especially in the mass media, that we have to compete against one another, that we have to fight towards something against one another. But this is not true. Unity is the most important thing that we could do right now. And I'm so glad that you brought that about. You know, brought that. So that, that's the most important thing that we can do right now. But I do want to build on something that you had said 
and that is the shin or the shun that you were talking about um, that Will was wearing, um, that is constantly said that's in his daughter's name. And shin or shun, shin is actually the Hebrew word for black sun, which, as you guys know, is also the symbol, the swastika symbol, um, the one that, you know, Hitler was using. And, uh, you know, that has great power. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, even the and the Vietnamese used it. The Vietnamese actually won the war, used uh, that symbol of the black sun. And that is a mm. very, very, very powerful magical symbol. So, you know, I, I thought that was I thought that was key. And you know, we gotta be unified. And this is why I wanna put this out there. Um, I'm part of the N T R which is the Knights of the Round. We are the Masons, the Masonic, the Masonic energy that the Prophet Bobby Hemet, the Prophet that Phil Valentine was talking about, these black uh, Masons that uh, want to bring a supernatural change to this world that are bringing a supernatural change. And um, I come here with my own, you know, um, expression of unity. You know, I want everybody to, you know, we're looking for people that are, of a high spiritual nature. If you want to know what the NTR is, um, it's the Black X-Men. If you want to sum it up, I could give you guys a more in-depth thing when you contact me. Um, just hit me up at 2RawForTV, that's T-O-O-R-A-W-F-O-R-T-V at gmail.com, and we could build a little bit further because we are looking to build, um, you know, we're looking to build people, um, Connections with people of like minds Of high spiritual nature So that we can bring about this change It's all about unity And that's what we're talking about right now And I think that formats like this And venues like this Where we actually talk about that Are necessary But I think it is good to take it a step further And start bringing it to the action realm uh, With different people and, and that's what we're doing right now And building up our own supernatural power Oh absolutely Absolutely that's what I'm talking shout about. out to my brother L, man. Shout out to L. I know he's out here. Shout out to Lola K. He's out here too. So, uh, you know, but the, we that this this movie was definitely written by Will for us. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, direct. I'm, this is Will's probably listening to this right now. I mean, dead serious. He's probably listening to all this right now, somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you know he he has that same alchemical mind state. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, he brought this to the masses for a reason so that we can talk about it. It may not go big in the box office, but guess what? Because we're talking about it, it's definitely going to be a cult classic. So, you know, that's why he was, that's why he brought it to the forefront so we could have these discussions and open up. And, you know, three is the new one. I think that is the the biggest message that we had to, that I had to put out there is unity and unify. You know, when we talk about the predicament that we're in right now, Europeans took people out of their out of their out of their prisons, out of their jails to engage in the in the slave trade. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know these Europeans didn't agree with these rapists they may have, but you know they they were different people. You know, different types of people, but they all unified for one common thing. You know, and they um. And that's and that's what they did. No matter what their mind states were, they were able to unify on with them on some level. You know, they took out people from their jails to fight 
different people and black people in different countries and all that other stuff. So, you know, we got to unify on all of everybody can be utilized and we must be unified. So that's basically the message that I have to give out. And, you know, if you are of a, of a spiritual nature and want to get to that supernatural level, that's the, that's the level that we're on, you know, and um, at the NTR, you know, hit me up at 2 for tv at gmail.com because we're making a supernatural change that is um, that has been seen by witnesses and people know about it. So that's that's the message that I want to give out to um, you guys and my brothers that yeah. are listening, brothers and sisters that are listening. All right, brother. We definitely appreciate the information that you brought forth as well as, you know, your calling, you know what I'm saying, the call that you're putting out to those that want to take this into the action realm. So we definitely appreciate that. All right? No doubt, no doubt. Be easy. All right, brother. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace. Okay. All right. I do see hand up in the call queue, brother, that we've been waiting for um, sometime throughout the night. Our brother disappeared. No, there he goes. Okay, caller from the 757-342-757. Caller. Peace, hey. peace, peace. Peace, what's good? No, no. To God. Peace, Clico. What's good? What's good, what's up, brother? I missed the whole thing. What's up, what's up, brother? I'm chilling, man. I mean... We 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 set it up for you though. You got the layup. You're on a bra right now. Like you got the no look from Wade, not Bosh. Pause. Just go ahead and dunk the ball, man. Do what you do. Before, before you dunk, before you dunk though, happy born day to to your son. Oh, oh look, man, I, I appreciate that, yes, man. Sir. And I know yeah. you had to you had to put some real energy in yesterday, man. I'm sorry about that. I'm glad everything is good though, and everything's all right. Yes. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, for uh, those that don't know, um, my one of my sons turned four, and uh, oh, the law forty four. One of my sons turned four, and um, Chacho you know, man, yeah, Chacho yeah, man. He caught a fever and ran a hundred and three point seven uh, degree temperature, and um, what? I had, yeah, this was this was um, like his his party was on Sunday, that went well, but. And then, uh, so I was, like, dead tired. And Monday, um, took him to Toys R Us and everything. He ran that temperature, took him to the ER. And, um, you know, that offset everything. Then today, um, you know, I'm trying to come to the crib. And um, there was mad cops. Like, they had the block locked down. They was looking for somebody. They had um, helicopters and everything. So to get to, to my crib, I had to go all the way around the block. So um, that, like... It, it, it slowed up everything. Um, I did have a chance to chop it up with KT one day or whatever. I told him I had, uh, you know, some notes on um, After Earth from when I saw it in the movie theater. But um, actually, I was gonna, um, I was gonna watch it again just to see the little things that I missed. I didn't get a chance because of all the situations with my son. However, I do, I do, like I said, I had some notes already or whatever, so um, I can get into that. Um, yeah. All right. Um, like I said, I didn't I didn't listen, so I don't know what was said before. But um, you know, in After Earth, one of his uh, one of his first um, 
one of his, one of his first adversaries when he touched down to the earth was the the baboon, and um, the baboon obviously represents uh, Jehudi, but um, it also represents uh, Happy. Happy is uh, one of the sons of Heru, and um, he's a protector of the lungs and the the flow of air and the life force. So um, you remember. Uh, he got into the predicament where he broke his, um, I forgot what they call it, but his, um, I'm on the show. Uh, breathalyzer thing. Yeah, his breathalyzer thing. He broke two of his breathalyzer things, right? It was two, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, so that, that, that confirms that it was, hold on, please. Come on, go to bed. Um, it was two breathalyzers that, that he broke. So that was because it was uh it was Happy and Jehudi. Happy, like I said, is the protector um uh, of the lungs, but Jehudi is said to have authored the Book of the Dead and the Book of Breathings. So that's why it was two devices to let you know that they talking about Jehudi and Happy. Um, what else? Uh Jehudi had it ain't, a, no had, coincidence. it ain't no coincidence that Jehudi and Happy, both of them are Mercury types, and both of them come out of a scripture that was written from a tradition that came out the age of Gemini, which is mm. writing and mm. all of that. Okay, and like yeah, you said, he mentioned he mentioned Mercury, and Mercury, Mercury is derived from Jehudi. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, yeah, Mercury exactly. is quick quicksilver. Hermes, um, Hermes, exactly. Jehudi has a has a boat um, that he he moves through creation, and that's why Will Smith went when um, when the son Katai um, uh, was approached by the baboons. Will Smith said something to the effect of, um, "This will be your creation," because yeah. Jehudi Jehudi boat moves through creation. That's why that's why that was said. Now the the um the alien that was on the ship was called the Ursa. The Ursa is um is the bear, which is so that that's they're talking about the constellations of, of the great bear and the little bear. Um the the great bear and the little bear, um, it resembles the the the, the Odzi, um which is which they use in the open open of the mouth ceremony. Um I mean. that was performed for, for uh on the mummy of, of the dead king to give life to it, right? Now, if you remember, there was 22 configurations of, of the sword. One of the configurations was the the, the adze. It's spelled A D Z E S. So, um, if you look up that, you'll you'll see that one of the configurations was this. So, so it's like constant confirmations. The um the great bear. Diamond. The great bear is associated with the four sons of Heru, and the cardinal point. Excuse me. Yeah, take your time. The the um the 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 Let me see. The great bear, the great bear, the great bear. Alright, the great bear is the is the is the Kapesh. 
right? And the Kepeshi is the big dipper, which they also call the Mesketiu, which is the seven stars or the, or the, uh, the pole stars. Come on, you got to lay down. Which is the pole stars. And um, the pole star, the pole star is, um, is in one position while all the other stars move around it, right? Um, got to lay down. Well, like I said, the capesh is 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 um it's shaped. Well, I didn't say it. It's shaped like a thigh, and um, that goes back to Will Smith. Will Smith was a was a um, he was uh like he didn't die, but he was a sacrifice. If you remember, um, there was a scene where um, Katai put Will Smith on um on a gurney. That oh was, yeah. <laughs> that, that gurney was a pole. And the pole right. stood still while the rest of it slid. That's right. So that was um, that was a confirmation as well. So you um, and bees, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm literally, like, running for my son right now. Go to you guys. Um, let me see. Let me see my notes. Um, oh, okay. Check it out. When I had he was, uh, his name, they say his name may mean runner. <laughs> and you remember there was a scene where Katai was, like, was like running from from the baboon, but it was like they exaggerated how 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 he ran from the baboon. That's right. It was like ain't nothing following you running from nothing. And to run from nothing means that you're running, because you're just running. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, let me see. You might have. Uh... I'm still here, Lord. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I'm probably mute because it's, it's chaos. Yeah, but I'm mute. Still there. Yes, family. Continue. Well, you know, I bring focus to the uh, breathing and the respiratory and the lungs and and the monkeys and all of that is Mercury and Gemini, which is Tahuti as well, development of the mind, because in, in cosmophysics we use that to trace ethics and history and human consciousness. So when we bring that to the fore, it goes back to also to uh, uh, Mashu and um, his female com- counterpart, Tafnut. From from the from listen, moisture. Listen, I put it on mute. I, I can't I can't um I can't really go into it right now. My my son is like going crazy in here, so I, I apologize for that. Handle that, family. It's yeah. cool. You 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 no, were well represented there. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that you're gonna hear the uh the archive and you know y'all get together on the DVD and the book. Plus, he already said that you'll be back for more than you know the man is still. Or another joint. So, you know what I'm saying? We'll sum it up in the future. Definitely appreciate the input. But, uh, no doubt. You know, I, you know what? I'll put, this in another I'll put this in another format and I'll, I'll, I'll link, um, I'll link him to, to it as well so that, uh, whoever checks out it can check out, um, the show as well. Alright. Hold up. Hold up, brother. And I think um, it is fitting that, you know, like I said, or like, you know, it's been said all night, Cosmocrats has said that uh, it's about fatherhood, so the brother has to go and tend to his son. 
There you go, right? <laughs> yeah. That's poetic justice. Now, keep right, in mind, y'all, Inky ain't, I mean, keep in mind, y'all, that Clico didn't even hear the show. And you heard everything that he just said. <laughs> yeah. So you see how it just echoes in, in all of our actions, right? Just just to let you know we ain't crazy. Y'all nailed yeah. it. You know, it's obvious. You know, everybody running around saying it's a Scientology film. They need to get yeah. a download of this show. You know what I'm saying? So we do have one more hand up in the call queue. Let yes. me go to the caller from the 336. I know what it says. 336-587. Peace. Peace. Hold on. I got the thing still spinning. My computer's a little slow. Give it a second. Coach, that's you. You with us? Peace. Peace to the coach. Okay, I guess not. Nonetheless, you know, I will remind the family, Coach Kyrie will be in Brooklyn at Nicholas on Sunday. All right? Coach will be in the building bringing a Hustle University narrative back to BK. All of my BK hustlers, please stand up and, uh, you know, show up for that particular dissertation, you know, to the Uptown family and, uh, Everyone else, you know what I'm saying? If you find yourself uptown, come through and check out Valentine, Queen of Four. Of course, that will be historic. A lot of things going on in the city this weekend. Um, uh, Nicholas Bookstore, like I said, on Saturday as well. Open mic, freestyle competition. $75 is the pot, you know what I'm saying? Come in there. Spit your hot rhymes and walk out with $75. Go get you some dower. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's going down in the town. So definitely check it out. Coming to the A-Town soon as well. I'm putting that out there. You know what I'm saying? For my, my Atlians. Yeah, yeah. Stars is lining up. My Houston family. Big will be in the building. Houston, there is a solution. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. We on the ground doing the damn thing June 22nd. I right, kept a bookstore, MLK Boulevard, throwing them four foes. Yeah, we tipping. Uh-huh. Definitely. All right, and we got an after party after that, 10 p.m. until it's going to be bonkers. Silly, stupid, retarded. I can't even tell you how we're going to turn that thing up. You know what I'm saying? Totally turned up. You know, they do it B.I.G. in Texas, family. Y'all seen what Texas did to Miami tonight? I ain't even have to tune into that, you know. Oh, they, they, they went in on them? <clears throat> they destroyed them. They annihilated them from what I understand. Yeah. What's that? Huh? Heat? heat? You talking about heat first? Yeah, like 113 to 77 or something like that. Ridiculous. You know, but anybody that's been to Texas, they understand they got that, it's a whole nother energy. St. Croix in the building, that's all that is. That's that's that St. Croix. Croix. Yeah, that's that Croix. Oh, we got oh, it's ticking down, family. Oh man, check it out. Three four seven 
637-2135. You have, uh, like, one second to dial in. My bad. 347-637-2135. For the family to join us tonight, salute. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. Love and light. You know what I mean? Everybody travel. Yeah. And, um, you know, and love and light. The show tonight was sponsored by Kings County. BigCartel.com, Ocean14Corp.com, SoIonic.com, GreenleafHerbs.com. SadieBabies.com. Right. Yes. SadieBabies.com. Okay. And KTLUniversity.com and com for that young donation. All right. We thank you in advance. So let's get to these callers, though, because... um. You know, for the family who still want to ride with us, it's 10 more seconds, 347-637-2135. Yeah, there, there's no more callers, you know, but I, I have a series of questions that I would like to now entertain tonight's guest with, okay? I'm going to play devil's advocate, of course. Um, okay. Here we go. And we know that this was a epic film about fear and conquering fear or what have you, what I want to know is how important is fear? Is fear not a catalyst? How necessary is fear? Would we be who we are without fear? Would we be who we are without fear? Well, I mean, you know, based upon the the reality of, of, of the now, you know what I'm saying, fear is definitely something that exists in our reality and what's being said is that we've been through enough of it <laughs> we've been through enough of it so far to get over it I mean, you think of any situation where you're scared most of the time when you're scared it's your mind currently I mean constantly racing constantly coming up with uh, uh, like the construct in the matrix where it's just plain white and then you just start building this city, you're building this reality that doesn't exist because you because your thoughts are running away. You're like, oh man, this is gonna happen, or that's gonna happen, or if I do this, this is gonna happen. And what you're doing is between your mind and your DNA and your melanin and all that power you got, you start pulling that negativity towards you. And what's being said in this film is, as opposed to doing that. Be aware and alert. Like you said, root yourself in the present moment. What uh, sight, sound, what do you feel? That That is tapping into your awareness and the senses, like that smart suit, being aware of the environment around you. And once you're able to assess the situation, then you can move towards actually being productive. It's like instead of using your energy creating um, a fearful situation, Apply the energy, that, that extra energy, that, that, that surplus of light that you have to create whatever you need to be created to get out of a situation. And I'll give you an example. Cosmophysics was uh, doing my chart, and he was talking about some stuff that I was going to be dealing with, you know, this year and, and in the coming years, right? And I kept saying, okay, so what do, what do, what do, what's the best way that I should, I, I should go around that? What's the best way to circumvent that? And he was like, what you want to circumvent it for? <laughs> what you trying to go around it for? He was like, face it. He was like, that's what it's about. He was like, the challenge ain't a bad thing. The challenge is to make you stronger. 
the square is the stress, the stress to end up to get you to grow, to do a thing. You know, when you water a, a, a seed that's in the ground and it sprouts, it sprouts under extreme pressure. And the amount of power that's needed for that plant to bust through that soil with all those pounds per inch of, of, of energy that's pressurized on that plant, it still reaches out to touch that light. So it's like you need to assess your situation and your current environment, taking all the information, and then apply yourself. Because there's nothing to fear. They always say there's nothing to fear but fear itself. What you got to even fear that for? You know what I'm saying? Like, let that jump go and let's apply. And I'm not saying that happens overnight, but when you find yourself scared of a spider or scared of a cockroach or scared of whatever it is, you're scared you're going to lose your job, you're scared you ain't going to pay the rent, as opposed to sitting there thinking of everything that you're scared of, Start sitting there and figuring out how you can deal with that situation. You know what I mean? If you can't get the money, okay, what changes can I endure? If you, there are other avenues of money, okay, I could do this, I could do that, I could do the third. You know, it's about using your time wisely, your energy wisely to deal with the situation and not create um, the Jesus. You know what I mean? Oh, he died for my sins and da 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 Like scapegoat thing. And that's what he's saying. He's like, fear is a scapegoat. Let's stop giving fear so much power. I used to wonder that all the time with religious people. They used to be like, I'm a God-feared man. I'd be like, what do you mean you're a God-feared man? They don't fear nothing but God. And I'd be like, what you fear God for? Because, you know, I'm like, well, if you don't do that, then he ain't going to do that. So don't do that. <laughs> right. And, it, and, if, and if he does do that, then it ain't nothing to be scared of. Just be aware that you you messed up. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is coming back around. Right. That sounds like a child, you know. It's like logic, man. Be logical, man. Just be logic in, in your situations. You know, and, and I can speak for myself. In the situation that I'm in, where I'm trying to do, I can't blame it on nobody. I can't blame it on anybody else but myself. If I want to get up and be a millionaire, then I know the proper steps I need to make to be a millionaire. We all know the steps. But for some reason, because of our day-to-day, we decide to invest our energy and our consciousness in other things. You know what I mean? If we really want to make certain things happen, if we really want to make particular changes take place, we know exactly what we need to do to do it. But we decide to put our energies in other things. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like on one hand we need money and then on the other hand we're going to talk about it and say it ain't worth nothing. It's like either we need it or we don't. So we could come to the self-realization that, okay, that. money is worthless, there's no gold that backs it, da 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 that's true. But then on the other hand we got to say, look, but guess what? Right now in 2013, based upon my family and the community and what we need to do, we need bread. So let's work towards getting this fiat together so that we can get to a point where we can actually honestly say money ain't worth nothing because we don't got to use it no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. we create we can, we create fear as an excuse for the lack of, of, of owning up to a, uh, or accountability. Fear is, is, a, fear is, fear is an excuse to, to escape accountability for, for a given thing. It's, it's Jesus, man. It's the whole Jesus thing. 
Jesus. Nobody says the Christ. Nobody says the Christ. Everybody says Jesus. This. What about the Christ, son? Like he earned that title. Y'all don't. Y'all can't say Jesus the Christ. Because if you say the Christ, then you're going to get reminded about what he did and what he sacrificed and what he's on now. And what he on now ain't what you on. And it definitely ain't no damn fear. Come on, man. Right. right. There's a pulpit somewhere waiting for you, young man. Hey, man. And time and time, brother. They need to hear this. You know what I'm saying? They definitely need to hear this. You know, and shout out to the young kings, you know what I'm saying, and, and your baby princess as well. Oh, man, you know it. You know it. He's uh, He got his, his white belt. He's doing his martial arts thing right now, his blocks and his punches. Conquering fear. That's right. Uh, he getting it in. Ay, ay. You need to see him, man. No doubt. Red. I'm... Yeah. Yeah, my... my, um, my...